0: to mike schmidt 40 year old boy podcast i got a question for you folks that's right we're starting this off with a quiz did you, did you think you were gonna get off light did you think you were just a passive observer of this goddamn show no man you are in it with me you are right now waist deep in the muck grab your pens and pencils uh yes pens are okay <laughs> I, know, I know you're thinking yourself, mike quizzes are usually done in pencil uh, well, that's a Scantron quiz. This isn't a Scantron quiz. I don't have any sort of fancy grading system. There's no robot who's going to take it and spit out your IQ or whatever the fuck. Uh, no, idea. pens or pencils are fine. You can have a tiny slip of paper. You could write it on a matchbook. Uh, you could write it on a slice of white bread if there's some way you can get a pen to work with that. You can't write on bread, right? There's no way. You can brand bread. You got to, ra- oh, yo, here's the thing. If you have a brand, you can go ahead and brand your answer onto a piece of bread or a steak or on, onto a cow itself. You know what? That's a, that's a good thing. Put it on your uh, live animal. Why not? And then have that animal walk over to my house. But Make sure. All right. Here's the thing. You got to put your name on the animal as well. Don't just brand an animal with the answer to this quiz and have it walk over to my house. Because then I walk outside and there's a fucking wombat. And he's got like just yes burned on him. And I'm like, great. I don't know who fucking this is for. Uh, all right. My neighbor has just returned home. You're going to hear doors slamming in just a second. And hopefully he doesn't turn his TV on because we're doing this during the day. I, I don't have any, again, as we know, uh, this is very DIY, this is very, uh, we don't have a goddamn studio, I don't have a plexiglass box to put myself in, although I wish I did, but I, you know what, maybe that's what I knew, maybe I, can, I, I go ahead and construct a plexiglass uh, box that I can go ahead and, and sit in, in my own house, Uh, I need a cone of silence, maybe I could get smart on the thing, what's his name, fucking... Maxwell Smart, right? That's his name. He's not Get Smart. Hi, Mr. GetSmart. How are you? Hey, Mr. GetSmart, how about making me a cone of silence? I think the chief has to make me a cone of silence or 99. Oh, 99 was hot. Did you like 99? I was a 99 fan. I didn't mind it. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about this now. Let's go ahead and pivot. Who of these 70s ladies are you going to tag? Who are you going to rail out of these 70s chicks? And you know what? Don't worry, ladies. Uh, this is this isn't the quiz. By the way, <laughs> by the way, this is not the quiz. This is a sub Uh, if you're going to choose, if you got Agent 99, from Get Smart, all right, and then you've got uh, uh, Lisa, I think is her name, it's Ava Gabor from Green Acres, and you know you know about her, New York is where she'd rather stay, she gets allergic smelling hay, but you want to take her out, because again, she's buying diamonds and shit in between the times that you're railing her, is that a good thing, probably not, or then, uh, who, who's the third person I can have, hey, let's just throw this in there, let's say, uh, who do, uh, who are the three that we have, we have, uh, I can't even, now I can't even remember the first, the people I just named, who the fuck did I just name? I'm not even joking. Like this is, see, this is what is making this thing such a fucking challenge these days. I, I forget shit. My brain is all spinny. I'm and also look. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm on tenterhooks right now because I'm waiting for my neighbor to do something dumb. All of a sudden he's gonna turn on some fucking like radio show with the Fox News people on it. It's super blast. It's gonna come through the windows. You're gonna hear it. Uh, by windows I mean walls. It's not gonna come through the windows because the windows are closed. Nothing's coming through the windows. It's a you know it's soundproof. Although you did hear the door slamming, I suppose. All right. Uh, what was the sub quiz? We were talking about '70s people who you were gonna bang. Who are we gonna bang? I don't even remember the second one. And that one's that one should be fresh in my memory. What is wrong with me, dudes? I need to be drowned. Do me a favor. Just throw me on a scale like a witch and fucking drown me. God damn it. Uh, seven, oh, Agent ninety nine. All right, that's the first one. Agent ninety nine. That's who Barbara Feldon, who we all know and love. And uh, and this, oh, and then Ava Gabor, All right, from uh, Green Acres. All right, this is Barbara Feldon? Do I have to write these down? <laughs> How pathetic would that be? Hold on a second, everybody. I myself have to write them down. I have to brand these answers on an animal. Please hold tight. (laughs) And that's, by the way, that's not the brand. That's me branding it on a snake and the noise he made. Oh, he's so upset. That snake is furious. I keep branding him. Why would you brand a snake? Uh, you know why? Because if you have a ranch and people are on the ranch and they're walking around, they're like, I don't know who owns this ranch. And then a fucking snake comes up. They're like, dude, scary snake. And they look and they're like, oh, the lime soda ranch. That's who owns this. That's that guy, Mike. Uh, you know me. I run the lime soda ranch. Didn't I say that on here? I, uh, uh, cause I had lime jaritos. and, uh, lime soda is just a, a great name. I look, I like lime. I like the word lime. The L and the M is just, it's just a perfect balance there. There, there's a, uh, I've said it before. There was a band called the lime spiders. Oh, what a great name! How great is the name the Lime Spiders? What a perfect name for a band! I love the word lime, and I love my dead gay son. Uh Lime Spiders, Lime Soda, Lime Sodas. You know what? Lime Soda might be a better name for a band than Lime Spiders. I guess Lime Soda. What does Lime Soda put you in the mind of? It puts me in the mind of a Miami Beach, maybe a a, a, a Capriña. What's that drink that the uh, the Cuban people drink? Maybe I'm thinking about. Maybe it, you know, puts me in the mind of Cuba. It puts me in the nine of a Ropa Vieja. If I get a Ropa Vieja and then uh, I got to have a lime soda with it and a cap- caparina, caparina. I can't Google this. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to stop down the show just to find out the name of this Cuban drink. You do it. You do. You do some lifting. Do some heavy lifting at this goddamn point. I've done everything so far. I mean, we're, we're a couple of minutes into this fucking show and I'm the guy doing all the talking, which is fine. That's the way it should be. You don't have a microphone. But at the same time, I can't be the Google guy, too. I don't have a fucking staff. I don't have a gang, as other shows might tell you. The guys from the Misfit Toys Co-op. There's some shows that have a gang. They get people looking shit up and moving and and Googling stuff and guys controlling the board. And everybody's in a fucking sound space. And I'm not, man. I'm sitting at a table. You can probably even hear the ceiling fan above me because it is hot in Los Angeles. It is very warm. That's, ooh, look at that. Oh, that made a pretty little uh, blue thing on the Audacity. Wow. I am easily distracted. Let's get back to the quiz check that let's get back to the sub quiz all right you're gonna bang agent 99 which is uh Barbara Feldon, or or Ava Gabor or or Ava Gabor or or Ava Gabor or or Ava Gabor would you bend her over all right uh this is by the way if there's any young people listening to this show I apologize I because you, you're like Barbara Felden what the fuck does that mean I don't even know, you know Ava Gabor that just you know that sounds like a like a dish you would get at a fucking restaurant. Hey, you know what? I'll have the Ava Gabor, but I'll take a medium Ava Gabor. Uh, all right. So Ava Gabor, or Barbara Feld. I need a third person from the seventies. Is he, all right? You know what? Let's do this. Let's throw Loretta Swit in there. I don't want to go with the obvious ones. So we go with with Loretta Swit from Mash. Hot Lips Houlihan. Who do you tag? Do you tag? Do you tag Agent Ninety Nine? Do you tag? Do you tag Hot Lips Houlihan? Or do you tag? Lisa, is that her name? Right. That's, uh, which is, does not that seem like a, that's a young lady's name. And then Ava Gabor is named Lisa. And also she shouldn't, Ava Gabor should have never been called anything other than Ava Gabor. And by the way, don't, if it's Zsa Zsa Gabor, I don't want to hear you sending me a note going, Mike, if, if I get fucking corrected by one of you guys, Mike, here's the thing about Green Acres. It was Zsa Zsa Gabor. Well, maybe, maybe the one I watched had Ava Gabor. Maybe I got a bootleg from planet Gabor. And they were trying to make Ava a star, and they put Jaja on the back burner. They said, "You know what? We hear too much about Jaja and her stupid, dumb name." So we go ahead and throw an Ava Gabor into the mix. You know who's not in the mix? Lisa Gabor. That's his name. He can't. The Gabor sisters can't be named anything other than Ava and Jaja And then you put fucking Ava in a show, and you're calling her Lisa. And then she's married to Eddie Albert. First of all, another thing: Ava Gabor in that show. I don't know how the quiz comes out for you guys. Okay, Barbara Feldon, whatever the fuck, uh, Loretta Sweat, Okay. But if you're going to rail Ava Gabor, she was still very railable in Green Acres. And then they got her married to a guy who looks like a judge from the 1920s. Why is Eddie Albert getting a rail on fucking Ava Gabor? And then Mr. Haney's there and there's a pig. Dude, Green Acres is the stupidest fucking show ever made. I'm not even joking. Like, those are shows that when I was a kid, you know, that's what would be on, unfortunately, in the afternoon. And then, you know, Mr. Haney would come in with his Mr. Douglas. Like, it was just... It was the era of weird voices and, and talking animals in comedy. And nobody fucking wants that, right? It's the era of uh, of Agnes Moorhead, who was in literally in the in the Mercury Theater with Orson Wells, was an amazing actress. And now she's a witch's mother-in-law. I mean, whatever the fuck. No, she's a witch's mom, I guess. She's the uh, she's Durwood's mother-in-law. And she would call him Durwood. Where did you get that name? Uh, and bewitched uh, Darren was uh, Durwood to uh, Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie, Agnes Morehead? Oh, Jesus, what has happened? Well, this is this entire house of cards is falling apart before your very ears. See what I mean? I think I can pull shit, and then I can sort of pull stuff, but then all of a sudden it just fucking goes away. I have just I I, what do you do is there any what am I supposed to do to fix my brain is there a thing where like you you light matches and you watch them burn to the bottom or is that is that like a monk thing that I'm thinking of what is there there's something that's got to keep your brain it's crossword puzzles what the fuck how do I keep this steel trap from rusting how do I I, because it already it's already on the way out I just thought Agatha Christie was the (laughs) mother-in-law fucking bewitched Jesus God Murder on the Derwood Express? Is that something we should check out? Maybe it is. I'm not sure. Good God. All right. So that's your quiz. That's one. I want to know that. Answer that question for me. That's the sub quiz. Would you bang Loretta Swit? I got to come up with a ladies quiz. I will. Give me a second. Would you bang Loretta Swit? Would you bang Ava Gabor in uh, in Green Acres? Lisa is her name. Uh, or would you bang Agent 99, Barbara Feldon? I don't know. You can Google it. Make it, And look, I want this. I, not only, Here's the thing. Don't just give me an answer. Show your goddamn work! Don't just send me a thing that says Agent Ninety Nine because I want to know exactly what it is that you find attractive about her. <laughs> what if I did? What about that guy? I demand you tell me in paragraphs upon paragraphs exactly why you favor Barbara Feld and Agent Ninety Nine. Uh, did she have a cleft palate? For some reason, I'm I like. I mean, she's very attractive, but at the same time, part of me is thinking that she got a fucking machete in the mouth. Like, she looked like she had a fucking twisted lip, right? Am I correct about this? I don't know. Google it and let me know, please. But also, again, show your work. Don't just be lazy and write Ava, because I'll be furious at you. I'll be like, why are you just saying Ava? Tell me exactly why you want to tag Ava Gabor. Uh, but she seemed like a lot in that show, right? She seemed like a whole fucking project. All right, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, Mike, am I fucking Agent 99 or am I fucking Barbara Feldon? Mike, am I fucking Ava Gabor or am I fucking Lisa Mike, am I fucking Loretta Swit or am I fucking Hot Lips Houlihan? Hmm. These are all good questions. All of those were good questions. That was six questions in total, actually. I, you know what? I'm going to say this. Uh, let's do two <laughs> two quizzes. Let's make let's break this up into a two-parter. Cause I'll tell you what, there is a chance, and believe me, this is true. There is a chance you could want to fuck Agent 99, but then. You want to fuck Ava Gabor in real life. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to fuck Lisa from Green Acres because she's fucking selfish and shitty. And then afterwards, she's going to make you breakfast and you're going to find a ruby in your fucking omelette and bite and break your tooth. That's not good. Nobody wants that. So you think to yourself, you're like, all right, who am I going to tag here? Because you, you could want to bang the character and then also bang a different actress. Like, you might want to work fucking Hot Lips because, again, her name's Hot Lips and you're like, wow. I mean, you know, she's got two sets. Let's figure out which one is the nickname for, right? Uh, and then you go, well, but Loretta Swit's not exactly my bag. Loretta Swit's not exactly someone who, did we lose Loretta Swit? I think we have. I I don't want, look, I don't want to cast aspersions on a recently deceased Loretta Swit. Uh, because she, you know, because then I got the ghost of Hot Lips Houlihan coming to find me. And nobody wants that happening, right? Because then, you know who she brings? She brings fucking Donald Penobscot. And, and that guy's a high rank. I can't handle that guy's high rank. Uh, so there you go. It's a sub quiz. (laughs) Out of the three characters, Agent 99, Lisa and uh uh who was the third oh hot lips i just talked about her jesus fuck so out of those three who do you who do you want and then barbara feldon loretta switt and ava gabor and i got a feeling look i think barbara feldon was pretty sexy other than the fact like i said she got her lip caught in a car door but i mean other than that she was very attractive uh i don't know why i'm remembering her as having a fucking twisted mouth i mean that could be incorrect I mean, and look, I, I'm, let's do this. I don't I don't have photographic Barbara Felden knowledge, okay? It's not like a total recall I have of Barbara Felden's looks and her career. Uh, in fact, as far as her career, I remember her as Agent 99, and that was it. I think there's probably some picture of her, like, with cat ears. I would imagine it was the 60s, so they did dumb shit like that. Hey, let's get Barbara into some cat ears in a cheetah fucking jumpsuit. Let's go cheetah jumpsuit. Oh, you know, all right, let me ask you this. Here's another quiz. Who would you rather see in a cheetah jumpsuit? Barbara Felden, Ava Gabor, or Loretta Swit? Huh? I mean Ava, Ava Gabor seems like she's going to be the the clear winner in the in the chick category. I don't know about the fucking character category cuz Lisa's is a fuss budget and nobody likes her. She's a fucking uh, spoiled brat if you will. Uh Agent 99 seems like she's competent, she can get things done. Loretta Swood also though, Hot Lips Toulahan also competent and get things done. It's up to you. But Barbara Feldon, you know what? She's a spy. So I think she'd be sneaky. Agent 99 would be she'd find sneaky places to get laid. Like you could fucking rail her under the cone of silence. Nobody would even know you guys were in the office. I like this plan. This is a plan I enjoy. So I'm going to choose Agent 99 as my character that I'm going to rail. Uh, and uh, And these are my choices. Again, please do your own choices and show your work. But I myself, I think I would bang Agent 99, and then I would actually bang Ava Gabor. Because Ava Gabor was your traditionally attractive person. I like Loretta Swit. She seems attractive. And again, like I said, Barbara Feldman, other than the fact that a pit bull chomped on her fucking lip at some point, she's really good looking. Uh, I don't know if she's good looking, right? She looks like that. She might be 70s good looking. Kind of that hangdog face. Uh, and who am I to judge? I'm a fat nobody. Please don't, don't, don't write me a note and go. You know, on behalf of Barbara Felden, I don't give a flying fuck. Honestly, you can go ahead and and pick my house with your signs, unfair to Felden, and then and I, I will accept that. That's totally fine. Because again, look. This is just... Uh, we're just firing off missiles here. We're just just—we're just doing nothing. Please don't pretend like there's any import to what I'm doing at this point. All we're doing... And again, because I'm talking about people from, like, the 70s. Half of you people don't even know who the fuck these people are. I mean, well, that's... Look, that's also presuming I have the young audience. I don't think I have a young audience. You're, my audience... There's an audience, like I know I have some young audience because I have some people who write me and they're like, hey man, I was like 12 when I started listening to you and it's like, holy fuck, I got to jump off a building. Um, but at least they're still with me, which is really good because that means they're now 25. And then they're thinking, oh yeah, I'm glad I stuck around with this guy. This is Because you know what? This is the quality content I've become used to in 13 years. Is this guy talking about which of the fucking 70s people he's going to fuck? By the way, I, my, <laughs> the references on this show are so old. Anybody under the age of 40, they're Google, like smoke is pouring from their computer as they try to Google Barbara Felden, Agent 99, Hot Lips Ulan, Loretta Swit, Lisa, Ava Gabor. She's Lisa, right? Please tell me I'm wrong. I just want to be wrong at this point because if I I will say this. Certainly, I pride myself with having recall on all these things, and I like, I like knowing these things. But at the same time, if for some reason at any moment I can pull up the name of the character who was the wife in Green Acres and I know it, that just seems uh, like we all know Arnold Ziffel, OK, because Pulp Fiction brought Arnold Ziffel back into the spotlight. We know he's the pig. I remember uh, uh, the, there's the there was the grocer guy and he is another one with a weird voice. They basically moved to a town of weird voices. Apparently, the country because again, also TV just fucking bastardized the country. So it's like they they have the city mice, which are, of course, that's Ava Gabor. And then she was out to the country and it's a bunch of dudes in aprons and accents. And then nobody wants that. By the way, and I think that's that's actually where they moved. They moved to aprons and accents, Tennessee. That was where Green Acres took place. Uh, oh, actually, it was the town called Green Acres? Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, the town might have been called Green Acres. But again, you, they could have called it Aprons and Accents, and I bet people still would have tuned in. You know why? Fucking Gabor. Trying to catch a, a, a random Gabor areola. Um, which, which aren't we all? I think pretty much our entire lives, we've been just been looking for an a, a random Gabor areola. That's it. That's all I want to find with my life. You know what? I'll go ahead and stare. I'll look. I'll preen. I'll glint glint is that a word i don't think it is all right Uh, hi all right so that's a quiz i want two quizzes i want to know which of those 70s actresses you would find in your in your sack and then i want to know which of those 70s characters you would go ahead and take out uh all right look at that we got two quizzes underway this is what the show's become now this show's just going to be a trivia about who you would bang (laughs) we remember this I, i used to play who would you fuck in the bank but the problem is the pandemic came and also everything went automated. So I don't get to play this game in my own real life anymore. I don't ever get to go into the bank. So if you can't, you know what? You can't play who would I fuck in the bank if you can't go into the goddamn bank. Because now, you know what I do? I go sign into my fucking bank website and I, and there's nobody there. A robot. There's a robot there. Who am I going to fuck? The automated robot that you chat with? Hi, my name is Marcia. Do you have a question? Yes. What do you look like? <laughs> Is there something I can help you with? Yes, Marsha the robot. What are you wearing? Because I have to decide who I would fuck at this website because you won't let me inside the fucking doors of your bank anymore to determine who I'm going to fucking pin down and have sex with. I'm not really going to pin anybody down. Jesus Christ, don't write me. I feel like I have to I have to pivot back at everything now. Please don't do it. Although, you know what? I'll be honest. That was an unacceptable thing. Why would my brain say pin down? It's, it's, I got I to apologize for that. I strike it from the record, please. And, and, and you don't have to write me because it's just, I look, you know me. You know, that's not a thing I would do. Well, it's a joke, but at the same time, it's not a good joke. So I take it back. I'm embarrassed by it. Part of me wants to go back and scrub it from the Internet, but also at the same time, part of me wants to leave it in there as you monument to what happens when you talk at the speed of your goddamn head. Uh, they will not let me within the door. Man, and honestly, after hearing the show, can you blame me for not letting me in the bank? I, I would, I wouldn't say I can't blame them at all for not letting me in the fucking bank, right? All right, so there's the two sub-quizzes, but here was the real question I wanted to ask when the show started. When I said I had a quiz for you in the beginning, this is what I had in mind was this question that I'm about to bring to you right now. Again, pens and pencils ready. Although I know you've been, you've been furiously scribbling all of the references and all of your other quizzes and things like that. Please have another writing utensil. Always have a backup writing utensil. When you go into a quiz, have a pen and a pencil. Because you can write in pencil, like if you're not sure, you'd be like, I think it's, this is the answer. But then when you're sure of an answer, write it in pen. Makes the teacher think you're a fucking genius. Here's the other quiz. Let me ask you this, folks. Just how are right, you? Uh, but brace yourselves. How hungry are you? Uh, all right, let me amend this. Uh, hold on. Not how hungry are you? I would say this. How hungry? How hungry do you think you are? How hungry do you think you have to be if you're going to spend almost $70 at a food truck? Can you can you answer that question for me? Can you? Can anybody rise to the occasion and give me an answer to explain it? Because I'll tell you what I've been thinking about it for a couple of days, uh, because I did just that. Not by myself. Oh no! Now that would be see if now that I'll tell you what if it's just me that would be goddamn ludicrous. If I if I was a guy who spent seventy dollars at a food truck my own self just for my food uh, that would be nuts. Now because here's how I handle things. I'll go uh, you know especially during the pandemic I would do this when I went out to eat when i went to get food you know as you've known uh, with the pandemic i have taken a wrecking ball to myself i i i have so much work to do to get back to even where i was when the pandemic started i have i have spent a year digging a a food grave and sleeping in a noodle coffin you know this uh but i would go and i would get chinese food but i would spend like 60 bucks on chinese food so that i could eat it for 3 days you know it was that kind of deal so i always looked at it like you know why? Because it meant this is, and again, this is, this says so much about me and it shouldn't. Uh, it meant I didn't have to leave the house. That's what it meant. It truly meant I didn't have to go anywhere for two more days. Uh, because we, you know, we were told to stay in. That was the whole deal. We had to stay in the house. We weren't supposed to go out and, and, and emerge into Germtown just for some fucking noodles. So what I had to do was if I was going to make a run for it. Uh, and be the Omega Man, and have to come back with egg foo young. I was maybe maybe that's what I was. I was the Omega Foo Young Man. That's who I was. Uh, I I would buy a, a three day supply of Chinese food from the Chinese food house. And I know what you're thinking to yourself, Mike. Why wouldn't you just uh, buy food from the store? Well, first of all, again, with the store, we've talked about it back and forth. Uh, the stores were always just uh, crammed full of people with their masks off and all sorts of bullshit. And I. Uh, I would go to the store occasionally. I have, Look, Laurie, right, there's the fucking bottom line. I'm not going to pretend. I, I was lazy. I didn't want to cook anything. You know what I mean? Because then, if you, because here's the deal: if you cook, you're like, yay, here's a reward of food. But now, oh no, I've got to do all these dishes and all this other bullshit. It's an hour to cook it, five minutes to eat it, and then like you know, twenty minutes to clean up. And you're like, wait a minute, what's the math on that? A buck twenty versus five? I, di- I didn't win in this transaction. In addition to also going out and shopping for the goddamn ingredients and all that stuff. And look, I like cooking. I do. If 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 I'm with somebody else, I totally love cooking. It, you get together and you and it's a bonding deal, and you and you're cooking for one another. That's fun. But cooking for me, as I've mentioned many times before, who uh who fucking cares about me? Certainly not me. So I, I'm not gonna take the time to make myself a soup, unless it's a can of soup, and then I can just dump it in a pot and heat it up. Soup is you're not even cooking a can of soup. Literally, it's just it, it, you got a pan, you got fire, you get your soup is done. You're not a chef. Don't pretend you're a chef. You're dumping chunky soup into a goddamn stew pot. Uh, so that's the thing. It's not even like you're dead because that's not even the self-care part. You know, you think to yourself, look, if I made myself some kind of fucking, you know, uh, uh, beef dish, I don't know, a stew, a stew. Now that now you're cooking. Now that's your thing you're making for yourself. You got a gravy. You got a carrot. You got some hominy. You got a stew. You dump it into a fucking crock pot. But is that even really caring for yourself? I mean, that's just, again, it's just like dumping, I'd mention you dump a can of soup in a pan, set a fire, you're done. You're eating in like five minutes and you're eating some fucking garbage sodium bomb that some dude in a factory fucking put his foot in. But if you got a crock pot and you dump a bunch of shit in there. You act like you cooked. You didn't cook anything. You put, you put a fucking pound of lamb and then a bunch of fucking uh, uh, onions and shit in a pot. And you, and you hit a button and you went outside and you played softball for seven hours. And you came home and you're like, aha, a hearty lamb biryani. Uh, by the way, I think you need more than lamb and onions to make a biryani. I don't even know if you can make a biryani in a crock pot. Here's a quiz for you. Uh, can you make a biryani in a crock pot? Here's more homework for you. Find me a biryani recipe and send it to me, please. Would you do that? That'd be great. Um, I, I just wasn't interested in doing nice things for myself. I just wanted to survive. And also, I wanted to wrap myself in a fucking food coma. I mean, I I just, that's who I am. I, I, that's, that was my, once I got permission to live like that, oh man, are you telling me that I wasn't going to do it? Are you telling me I wasn't going to plunge headlong into a world where I was just going to fucking eat and sleep and do nothing? That's fucking awesome. Now the hard part is, uh, extricating yourself from this sort of life because I'm finding that out now as I emerge back into the world, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, we've talked about this. I'm doing stuff. I'm actually going out and doing things. And I, but I'm like a fucking cicada. You know, those fucking bugs that are like every, they show up every 17 years, right? They don't, now I will say this. I admire the cicada because he sleeps for 17 years, then he shows up and he's like, ha ha, it's me again. And then he like knows exactly what to do. How the fuck does the cicada know exactly what to do? How does he know how to to take on the world and where he's supposed to go? I don't even remember where the fucking mail is half the time. And this fucking dude is like, ah, yep, I'm back. All right, let's all go to the shoe store. Zoom, buzz, whatever they noise they make. I don't even know. Actually, they make a high-pitched wail, don't they? Don't they hurt people with their fucking sound? I think they do. I think that's the whole point of the cicadas. They like come out of the ground and they emit a high-pitched wail like Joan Collins in the old Batman show. They're like the siren. That's who they are. The cicadas are the siren. They're the Batman villain of all bugs. And they leap out and they travel in packs and they screech their high-pitched screech and then they steal your coleslaw. That's why they come out in the summer. You're having a picnic and all of a sudden, yeah. The fucking cicadas come out looking like Ned Beatty, fucking making noise, and you're like, "Oh no, it's Ned Beatty from Deliverance." We'd better run away from this picnic, and you do. And then the cicadas leap upon the table and they eat all of your leftover fucking sausages. You want to? You want to, You don't even think to grab your sausage because again, I, look, and I don't fucking blame you. If you're at a picnic and you hear Ned Beatty from fucking Deliverance, you're getting the fuck out of there because let's put it, it's not just Ned Beatty by himself making that noise. There's a couple of fellas helping him, and you don't want to be around for that. That's what I say to you. You want to go ahead and take the fuck off. So then the cicadas know this. so They mimic the Ned Beatty sound and then they fucking swoop onto your picnic table and they eat all of your potato salad. Take that. All your macaroni salad. Any other salad you might have. Any any sort of, uh, what do you got? You got a cucumber tomato salad? You got that there? You got a a, a Greek ouzo salad? Uzo's a booze, right? What am I thinking of? Orzo. <laughs> Don't make a booze salad. Wait, maybe you do that. When you're having a picnic, make a Greek ouzo salad instead of orzo. And when the cicadas make the Ned Beatty whale, you go fucking split and hide behind a tree. And then the cicadas, they descend upon the Greek Ouzo salad and they get fucking drunk. Drunken cicadas are just wobbling around. and Now you come in and then you smash. You grab that fucking DDT plunger from a 1930s cartoon. You just fucking smash the cicadas. You fucking clean house on them. You're like, ha ha. You showed up after 17 years and guess what? You get a mouthful of fucking Ouzo and poison, uh, which is kind of the same thing, right? I think Ouzo and poison are essentially the same thing. I'm not a Greek liquor guy. I'm not a liquor guy. You know that. I don't know the differences between booze. Vodka tastes like whiskey, tastes like ouzo, tastes like fucking, uh, uh, what's another booze, rum. Although I must say, you know, rum, though, they put a fucking, they put weird shit in rum. Like I was at Pat's house and he fed me uh, like this rum that tasted like almonds. I guess it was spiced rum or something. I don't know. But they that's the thing. They figured they get to whore up the fucking liquor there. And then because that's the thing, you should make mixed drinks with it then. You know, you put rum in a glass with fucking coke and peanut butter and whatever the fuck else, and you're like, "Ho ho, look at this. It's a Captain's Taint." And you fucking chug that down. You're like, "Ha ha, I am the master of rum drinks. That's who I am. Ah, the Captain's Taint is refreshing." Uh, and you think I'm making that up, but it's right there on the label. Go ahead and grab your nearest rum and read it right on there. Every every self-respecting rum has a recipe for the Captain's Taint right there on the label. Don't, don't give me some fucking, I don't need something in a Cuddy Sark boat. I don't need you to give me some fucking bullshit. That's got like a scorpion in it or a scorpion with a, with a spider in it or a tarantula. But is there a tarantula drink? There should be, right? Cause there's a scorpion and there's a zombie. And then there's the, uh, of course there's a the long island iced tea. There's a sex on the beach. I know just, I just know the names of drinks from menus. I don't know anything fucking special. Like what's Quantro. I didn't know what the fuck that is. I think, wag well, bullshit. I, hold on. Isn't it like orange? I think Cointreau is orange flavored. I think I might have, I might have absorbed that bit of knowledge in my 53 years on earth. I think Cointreau is orange flavored. So that would go good with rum, right? The almond rum. There you go. Look at me. I'm creating a drink. You put the almond rum in there, a little spice drop. You put the orange uh, in there. Maybe you you dump a little, uh, Uzo in there, a little Orzo as well. Throw some Orzo in there. Why not? Let that pickle in there and then turn it into a goddamn pasta that you love and, and, and marinate in. Oh, it sounds so good. Have I said anything that matters to anybody at all on this show yet? Has is, is there been one thing that you've taken away from this? Has there been any, any sort of <laughs> anything of import on this show? Uh, certainly, we've had a lot of quizzes. So I, your brains have been working. There's no doubt your brains are the machinations of your brain. The, the wheels are turning. The wheels in the sky turn and turn and turn and turn and bow down, 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 down. Um, yeah, I don't know. This seems like a lot of uh, a lot of talking without any real solutions about who we would fuck in the seventies. I find this thing too that's happening, and I'm sure you hear it as well in my voice. Uh, when I sit at my desk for any length of time, especially when, you know when I'm doing a show, first of all, but any length of time at all, uh, I, I get my, like my nose fills up, like like a not sinusy, Yeah, it's more my sinuses than my nose. It's because I'm I can still breathe through my nose. But there's a little impediment there. I don't know if it's just because I'm in one spot. What is this? Who am I? Some like a fucking longshoreman with a bad nose thing happening from the fifties. You ever hear those guys have to breathe through their fucking mouth all the time? Maybe I'm Tony Soprano. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? I can't do a I can't do a Tony Soprano. I see those guys doing it all the time. I could do a I could talk, but I can't do a Tony Soprano. I can do more of a Silvio. That's not a Silvio. I can't do impressions. All right. <laughs> get some water in us. Let's get some water in us. That was a four-second water break. Uh, <laughs> I just looked at the fucking thing. Folks, I spent $70 at a food truck. I know you're thinking to yourself, that seems outrageous. And uh, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I can't lie to you. I wish there was a way I could justify it. But everything looks so good. Is that a justification? Could that be a way to justify exactly what I did at the food truck? All right. I mentioned I didn't do this alone. Some of you may know this, some of you may not, but uh, my lovely and talented friend, the co-CEO of Emerald Alawadi LLC, uh, the fantastic and lovely Ahmad Alawadi. you know, Ahmad with a seven. Uh, Remember, I visited him in Kuwait a couple of times. He and I went to Japan. He's been in America three or four times here at my place. Uh, One of the coolest fucking dudes in the business. And here was the plan. Like when we when this fucking pandemic hit, right? we were just like, this is fucking brutal. Cause he and I had uh, thought about going back to Japan uh, with a bunch of his buddies and stuff. We we're going to do that. There were ta- the talks of going other places possibly. And there were discussions and then, uh, and then everything went ground to a fucking halt. So he was in Kuwait and you know, they got hit kind of, you know, not like us, but it did land there. The pandemic was there. Now get this man, they got the, uh, they got the injection. He's been, he's been vaccinated since January. Okay. And they went, dude, first of all, again, because his government is rich, like his it's, it is literally like the, the richest economy on earth. They went door to door to give tests because again, they're a lot smaller than us too. I, I think Kuwait is probably the size of like Cincinnati. I don't know, but they went door to door and they, and then they gave the tests to people. You didn't, they didn't have to leave their houses. They sent out some Bangladeshians out there with Q tips to go and jam them into your face. And believe me, it worked out for everybody. The Kuwaitis got their results, and the Bangladeshians got to torture some Kuwaitis because that's what they want. Because I told you when I was there, the Bangladesh people and the Indians and all these other people they, they all have the service jobs. All these Pakistanis and everybody. And, uh, and they work at the gas stations. They work at the grocery stores. They work at the restaurants and stuff. And Kuwaitis, you know, if they don't work in the oil industry, they don't fucking work. They don't have to because they're all fucking rich. The economy's rich. So they don't have to do anything except wait at their house for a Pakistani to come and shove a t- t- Q-tip up their fucking face. Um, so it gave, it gave the Kuwaitis the ability to stay at home and not have to venture out into germland. And it also gave the Pakistanis free license to fuck up a Kuwaiti by jamming something up his goddamn nose. They get, they get tickled their brain with a goddamn Q-tip and this and get away with it. They've been waiting this through this their whole lives. This is the only thing that, that fucking Bangladeshis have been dreaming about since they were born. Oh my god, I can't wait to go sweep floors in Kuwait and eventually be able to jam something up everybody's nose. Won't that be ideal? So uh so he's all fucking you know, they're they're ahead of the game over there. Now he told me he said they have some vaccine deniers over there, but everybody just makes fun of them. I I I love I have to admit, I love hearing about what the way Kuwait handles shit, because he's like, no, man, everybody just goes, those guys are stupid. Don't talk to them. Don't listen to them. Like the majority of people in the country are like, yeah, those guys are idiots. Fucking ignore them. The anti-vaxxers, whomever the fucker, try to assemble stuff. And also, but I will say this, though, here's this is the bit that wouldn't fly in America like they uh, they try to they try to put stuff on social media or whatever. And just, and the government just takes it down so like, yeah, nah, we don't we don't need to hear from these idiots. Whereas here in America, you got to hear every side of everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love free speech. It's the only reason I can do this show and talk about fucking Barbara Felden. But at the same time, there's so so much appeal in being uh, anybody, any anti-vaxxer who's trying to fucking stir the pot. They just go, yeah, no, take his phone uh, and ban his accounts. That's fine. Go back to sweeping the floor and grabbing a Q-tip. Grab a Q-tip, son. You want to be helpful? Grab a goddamn Q-tip. That's what we say. That's what the sheik says. Because I'll tell you what, when the anti vaxers start agitating over there in Kuwait, there's only one statement I can say. Sharif don't like it. There's no doubt about it. So Sharif does something about it. and He steps on these fucking idiots. Uh, but like I said, in America, that doesn't fly because instead we got to listen and somehow indulge these people because they apparently have a, 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 a like they look, man, when I was a kid. All right, I'm going to go off on a tangent. I apologize. When I was a kid, they they gave me fucking they stuck me with a needle at school. I'm not even joking. Like there was fucking I got vaccines at school. My mom tells me like she had to get polio vaccine at school. I, b- I believe I got mumps and rubella and whatever the fuck, all that stuff. They gave me a vaccine and there was never even, there was not a question of anybody going, yeah, no, this sucks. We shouldn't do this. Who likes mumps? Who out there in the fucking world was like, you know what, man, let's give mumps a chance. All we are saying is give mumps a chance. I had mumps, dude. You ever have mumps? First of all, good for the doctors. Because they didn't think of some fancy name. They were just like, this dude's got mumps. Because there's nothing else you could describe it as. If you ever see a dude with mumps, you're like, who the fuck gave this guy mumps? And it's just fucking awful. Like your whole face turns into a bunch of grapes. It was like my jaw and my mouth. And I can still, to this day, feel the pain feel the pain of mumps in my face like where it was centered it was like it was right behind my jaw like under my ears and stuff and like all through my neck oh my god and in my face dude fucking mumps get and, and if someone said to me hey here's a deal you're going to have mumps it's going to last like 5 days or whatever the fuck and it blows like you hate it or uh we can give you a shot in your arm with some juice that cures mumps it's anti mumps juice would you be interested in such a juice I'd be like, you're fucking A right, I would. Get rid of this mumps immediately. If I if Give me the anti-mumps juice to cure the fucking mumps. But now everyone's got a question. Everyone's got to go, well, I heard there's aluminum in the anti-mumps juice. Oh, really? Is that what wraps itself around the mumps and kills it in my fucking body? Because great. Get, you know what? If, if putting aluminum in my body gets rid of the fucking mumps, then call me fucking Iron Man. Now I know aluminum's not iron, but it's sort of like metal and who fucking cares? Shoot me full of whatever. Put Martin Short in a spaceship and shoot him into my body to go fucking kill the mumps. I don't give a fuck at this point. Oh, you're saying that he'll some. You know what? Here's the thing. You want to get rid of the mumps? If you want to shoot something? Give me the fucking ridiculous bomb that they shoot into fucking Kurt Pliskin's neck and escape from New York. Kurt Pliskin, Snake Pliskin, in Snake Pliskin's neck and escape from New York. That's going to blow up his artery if he doesn't get back from saving the president in 24 hours. I don't give a shit. You know what? If you told me, hey, man, we'll give you this anti-mumps juice, but uh, it's going to blow up in 24 hours unless you get the president back. I'll be like, let's do it. Give me that gun that never stops shooting and I'm going to meet Seasons Humbly in a goddamn fucking uh, uh, chock full of nuts. Let's do it. If you, I just, Who is against the anti-mumps juice? What is wrong with you people? And then I get to hear the same argument, like, well, this is an experimental government vaccine, and don't you understand? Yes, fine. Get rid of the bat disease. Please shoot me with whatever. And again, I'm 53. Look, because there's right now, there's baseball players, like, who won't get it. The Cubs are less than 85% vaccinated. And then there's a bunch of guys on the Cubs who are like, well, you know, I'm just going to hang out with my family and it won't be an issue. Uh, you know, I just won't get it. And I'm like, man, Look. I understand there's some science to knowing how a curveball drops. And I understand putting bat on ball is the hardest thing to do in organized sports. But listen to me, dude. You don't know fuck all about the anti-mumps juice. All right? You you uh, It's it's almost like, you know, when you start telling me about science, you can come at me about science if you can play an errorly, errorless game in the field. Like, if you ever made an error at first base, I don't want to hear your opinion on the anti-mumps juice. Don't fucking step up to a microphone and go, <clears throat> <clears throat> well, uh we here as a team have decided that the aim shoes isn't going to help. Shut up, shut up. Shut up. You made an error in the sixth inning. You missed a pickoff throw and a guy went to third, and then eventually scored on a sacrifice fly. That's your goddamn fault. Don't blame the pitcher. He didn't make a bad throw. It's on you, buddy. I don't want to hear about your 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 hot take on fucking science if you can't catch a line drive. Cause that's your job. You don't have a fucking lab coat on in the in the field. Jesus Christ, everybody with their expert bullshit. See, that's what I mean. Kuwait had it right. Kuwait's like, shut up, these dissenters. That's, I, that's what China did. China's like, hey, man, uh, you know, here's the bad news. Uh, there's a good chance a bat fell into a fucking pot of goulash and everybody's sick. And everybody, went, what? The, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? First of all, we didn't know they had goulash in China. Second of all, uh, how does a bat fall into a pot of goulash? Like, n- n- not for nothing. All right. <laughs> But maybe you guys should be policing uh, the place where the goulash people make the goulash if there are somehow bats hanging from the ceiling above the goulash. Unless you're going to tell me this bat was in a furious air chase and somehow stumbled through a window, crashed and fell into the goulash like a golf ball at Animal House. That's fine. I can see that. I saw Animal House. Otter hits a drive, goes into the fucking lunch pot and eventually Belushi eats the golf ball. That's fine. But if you're in a place, like if you're just in a standard place and there's a bat and you don't look never, never cross your bat with your goulash. Do not store your bats where you store your goulash or prepare your goulash. Goulash and bats are are individual entities and never the twain shall meet. Please keep your bats away from your goulash and not to hang this on the bats exclusively. Let's do it this way as well. Please keep your goulash away from your bats. Because there is a very good possibility the goulash just showed up. It's like, fuck you, bats. Like, goulash looks for trouble. It's from Eastern Europe. It's ready to draw a line in the sand at any moment. It's some and fucking fake soup that's kind of a stew as well. It doesn't mind causing trouble. So it might have called out the bats. And bats don't want to look like a pussy in front of the other animals. Maybe there's a bunch. Of, like, what if there's four cockatoos watching that? A goulash fucking harassing a bat. And the fucking bat is like, man, I don't want to deal with this. Leave me alone, goulash, I don't want to fight. And the cockatoos are like, ah, chicken, bah, bah, bah. Ah, chicken, bat, bat, And the bat's just like, holy fuck, I can't deal with these cockatoos talking shit to me all the time. Fuck you, goulash. And then the fucking bat just dives into the goulash. And the next thing you know, somebody serves it to a lab assistant and, and a half a million people die in America. What the fuck, man? You know, so I, now that I tell it like that, Now that we really get to the bottom of it, I'm not sure we can blame the bat or the goulash. This entire fucking thing is the fault of the cockatoos. You Fred goddamn Beretta shoulder riding motherfuckers. How dare you taunt a bat into a goulash fight? These cockatoos taunted a bat into a goulash fight. And the next thing you know, half a million people are dead on our country. That didn't happen like that in Kuwait. Kuwait's just like, fuck that. Everybody's like, hey, man, there's a bat in the goulash. They're like, throw all of the goulash in the country into the fucking Gulf. Everybody's like, well, we like goulash. Fuck you. Throw away all the goulash. Well, the bat only got in one goulash. Listen to me, motherfuckers. Dump the goulash into the Gulf now. Everybody's like, all right, chic. And they did. They dumped the goulash. The bats got away. And nobody got sick in Kuwait. Everything was fine. China the same way. And look, I'm not rooting for communist China. I mean, I, this bullshit this week. Fucking, do you know who John Cena is? John Cena is a pro wrestler, and uh, he said this week, <laughs> look, he's not just a pro wrestler; he's an actor now. He's a and he's incredibly successful. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's in the upcoming Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, he's got a, in a off series from that called The Peacemaker on HBO. Whatever the fuck. And and also he's in Fast Nine, Fast and the Furious Nine. Which by the way, I saw a trailer for that movie. What the fuck. I don't know that that's the kind of movie that just you know what that's what the pandemic wrought the, just sitting a ala- lot around for 14 months with nothing to do you're going to come up with a movie where like a spaceship is also a car but then turns into something else in midair and ludicrous is driving it I literally I'm not even joking that's just you're watching it it's like all right so this is a, a supersonic rocket that's going to space and it's like it's literally a space shuttle but also it has the the controls of a car and Ludacris is driving. I I wish I look where Eric B and Rakim not available because I, I get, it's better to have a pilot and a co-pilot. Why are you letting Ludacris drive this thing by himself? I don't know. And again, you guys, whoever loves those movies, good for you. I know there's got to be some gearheads out there who fucking completely love the Fast and the Furious movies because I like dumb things, too. Hey, look, I like I, there's movies I like with idiots and capes and I like I like dumb sports. I like pro wrestling. So it's that's my thing. Again, love what you love. Like my buddy, my buddy, Pat did this on fucking Facebook this week. Some guy was like, it's the 10th anniversary of Lost, and I'm very happy lost and I'm very happy people are recognizing this show. And Pat was just like, I hate that show. And in a small way, I hate you for liking lost and fuck lost. And I, as a joke, I just wrote, Hey, to the guy who posted, I go, you know what, man, don't let these sour pusses ruin your day. Go ahead and love what you love. And then Pat was like, oh, you don't have opinions on anything anymore? And I'm like, wait minute, no, I." So I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, I was kidding you. So am I. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. But I felt like I genuinely made him upset because I criticized his criticism of Lost. But as, as I've said, I make fun of everything. I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, if you like something, that's cool. I, I guess here's the thing. I will make fun of a product or a project, but I will not make fun of the people for liking that product or project. But that's a lie, too, because I'll be like, who fucking loves this stuff? I don't know, man. I, you know what? Let's put it this way. I'm a hypocrite. How about that? Let's call it that. Let's call it for what it is. And also, I'm half dead. Who the fuck cares what I say? I'm 53 years old. I'm invisible. The only way I could be more invisible is if I'm a 40-year-old woman in this country. I mean, literally, I don't... You know, in in, in my town and in my business, as a 53-year-old man, the only way I could be more invisible is if I'm a 40-year-old woman. Because in... in some movie, I'm sure already they're casting Anthony Hopkins and he's dating Kay- Kaylee Cuoco. I'm sure that's that's a perfect May December romance. And then unfortunately, like Jessica Lang is like Kaylee Cuoco's great 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 grandmother in the film. And then Anthony Hopkins gets to fucking like belittle her. It's so terrible. What the fuck, man. Let women be fucking visible and viable and, and let women of a certain age be recognized on screen as being sexual beings and creatures who enjoy getting fucking railed. Look, I'll tell you, all I'm saying to you is that Barbara Feldon comes to you and says, I want to get railed in a film. Just don't say to her, you know what? Instead, why don't you play the uh, the great, great, great aunt who's a little crazy? Like you're like the anti-mame who comes to town. And meanwhile, there's a uh, Miley Cyrus who we've cast in this role and her and uh, Vanessa Hudgens. They're going to be dating uh, George Clooney and Mel Gibson. We think that's appropriate. And then you and she's like, well, wait a minute. Barbara Feldman's like, I'm I'm kind of this. Well, no, she's not the same age as those guys. Actually, it would be appropriate to cast Barbara Feldon in an ancient movie. Yeah, she's got to be a lot older than fucking Jessica Lange, right? I don't know. What do I know about anything? Again, I'm a hypocrite. Ignore me. Uh, <laughs> so fucking Ahmad got vaccinated because again in Kuwait just like in China they they stomp on dissent they don't want to hear your bullshit here in America that's what we do We all we do is we, we entertain bullshit look at these fuckheads and again I don't mean to be this guy this sounds like the lamest thing in the world but like look at these fuckheads in Congress I know it's fucking lame to say but every day they make you go these guys are so dumb this is all so dumb If they're not talking about Mr. Potato Head, they're talking about Dr. Seuss. They're not talking about Dr. Seuss. They're they're talking about, like, Hunter Biden again, who was Joe Biden's kid. And they're like, oh, uh, Joe Biden had a meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners when he was vice president. Oh, I don't know. Was that seven years ago or whatever the fuck? Oh, wait, hold on a second. Are you saying there might be some sort of possible, oh, I don't know, corruption within the administration? You fuckheads have lost the opportunity to ever point out corruption in any administration when you fucking elected Scrooge McDuck, who kept filling his pockets with money from the goddamn treasury every day. His bullshit. Making people stay at his hotels and play at his golf courses and charging the Secret Service triple to use a golf cart. I mean, this fucking guy, was he wasn't even... He wasn't even in the big grift. That's the worst part. Like, if he'd done some, like, massive grift, nobody was going to try to buy Greenland. I'm sure he would have done some weird thing where he switched the deed and then he owned it. Not the government. He owned the fucking thing. Like, that would have been a big grift and I would have respected that shit. But instead, he did all this penny annie garbage. Like, you know, like, the Secret Service shows up at his golf course and they're like, would you like a Trump cooler? It's only $19. And they're like, what? And they give him a thimble of sweat. And they're like, I, this doesn't seem right. You have to pay triple if you work for the government. And then they run away and they hide everybody with like a fake mustache and a top head who works at fucking Trump's properties is like grifting every government employee who shows up. And that's what I mean. It was the fucking small grifts. That's all he did because he was a penny anti con man. He's like Robert Redford in the sting. He's running bullshit in the street. And then all of a sudden Newman discovers him and goes, Hey man, let's do something fucking bigger than that. Uh, and so, but Trump never found a Newman. Trump stayed. I don't even want to fucking make him a Redford. He's just a penny anti-cocksucker. That's all he was. You know this. Uh, but now they're pointing out all the the, the corruption of now. And, they're, and, they're this, and now they don't want to have, here's my favorite thing. They don't want to have a commission into the January 6th. Uh, I guess they're calling it a rally. I don't know. Everybody's got different language. And to watch them bend over backwards and do somersaults to try to go, well, here's the thing. What you don't understand about that is it was a lot of patriots who decided to show up and go, and oh my God. It, just, it was just a bunch of loud, screaming, angry people. Don't fucking pretend like it was some rally that was awesome. They fucking smashed the windows of the Capitol building and burst in. Someone took a shit in Nancy Pelosi's coffee mug. What the fuck, man? They stole signs off doors. They pushed computers over. One chick ate a lead salad right in the old fucking face, had a seat. That chick was, And now, and I I will say this, they're making her like a martyr they like, aha, Ashley Babbitt or whatever the fuck her name is. I Sadly, if I think I know her name. And then she's uh, she died for the cause. Well, what cause? I thought it was just like a fucking rally, like you guys were just hanging out. There was no cause. At least that's what I keep hearing from all your fucking representatives. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares. I just want a fucking meteor to come. Can we have a meteor come? But I tell you what, if the meteor comes, it's only going to hit America because Kuwait and China won't let it hit them. A meteor, I'm telling you, a meteor is going to fucking steam right here for Earth and it's going to enter our atmosphere and Kuwait and China are both going to put up signs that says go home meteor and the meteor may just turn around and split because those governments don't fuck around. We don't even have a government anymore. We just got a loose collection of fucking of, of tweeters. That's it. Our entire fucking government is just guys who fucking put out tweets. What a bunch of strokes. All right. And, I, and look, there is no more lame or easier position to take than the government sucks it shouldn't suck it should do the things it's supposed to do and it should work for everybody that's the thing it should fix roads it should fix bridges it should take care of the poor it should go ahead and reach out to people who need help um but i mean we've got half of them who don't want to do that we got half and then we got half of them who are scared of the other half it's fucking bananas what a fucking uh, all right uh so Ahmad's in town <laughs> and uh, and we have run all over town. We've done all sorts of different things. The man, first of all, I had to pick him up at the airport and the man I uh, I went there and I had to, he was getting you know, the international terminal and I tried to pick him up and then they made me drive around and I, I was uh, looking for a place to park. And then I parked in the parking garage and he's like, I'm at a crosswalk. So then I emerged to try to find him and I could not see him for the life of me. I'm like, where is he? And then all of a sudden he was in my field of vision. Like, I was like, oh, there he is. And it turns out the reason I didn't see him was because he was standing sideways. And when he turned around, I could see his face because here's the thing. Uh, I couldn't see him when he was standing sideways because he, uh, as much weight as I lost during or as much weight as I've gained during the pandemic, he lost it all. He lost, he lost a ridiculous, He, I think he's lost 25 pounds. And he's not a guy who had it to lose. Like he is, it, like it's put it this way. If we are ever, if he and I are out and, uh, and we are accosted by villains uh, we're going to be in trouble because I'm. you know what I'll have to do is I'll have to pick a mod up by the ankles and just start swinging him like a bat because he is a tiny, tiny slip of a man. Uh, I, I could. And speaking of slip of a man, I could slip him under my door. He doesn't even need to open the door. He could just slide under it like a message. <laughs> uh, he's a very thin, skinny man. So I picked him up. And uh, and the, one of the reasons he's coming to America is he was like, oh, man, dude, uh, tacos and seafood. That's it. Tacos and seafood. That's what I want. So the first thing we did, we wound up going to uh, Pablito's Tacos. And uh, we had a couple of Jarritos. We had some Pablitos. It was fucking delicious. The next day we had some uh, fucking sushi at Katsuya. Uh, it was delicious. It was just we've been we've been all over the place doing all sorts of ridiculous food stuff. Uh, but the the, but the crowning achievement so far is we went to Berea, 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 yeah, that's what it's called, Berea, San Marcos. You can Google it. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a truck that specializes in Berea. Now, if you don't know what Berea is, it's, uh, it's beef and it's, uh, it comes with a consomme that you dip your tacos in. Oh, dude's we have to order the consomme. but I mean, you have to order the consomme. but also with this truck they had they had the they had berea Dias, so they had berea in their quesadilla. they had berea ritos, which are berea in the burritos uh and of course berea tacos, which were fried and amazing, but dudes, here's one of the reasons why we went there. We saw the picture, and I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me this is but this is a real thing uh it had berea ramen. And we saw the picture. We we're like, oh, my God, You're, you've got to be fucking joking. But it was real. We ordered the Berea ramen. And I will say this. The Berea ramen did not live up to the hype. It was still good. But all it is, is they took uh, like, you know, the packages of ramen that you get at the grocery store, those like Maruchans. All right. They didn't use the flavoring, but they used the noodles. And they put the noodles in a cup and then they poured the consomme and the meat over it. So then the noodles steeped in that and made that kind of Berea ramen. And, uh, and, uh, it was goddamn, dudes. It was good. It was, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It wasn't like ramen like you get from a Japanese house. But it was a fun idea to take the consomme and the meat and put it in there with the noodles. It was good. But, dude, we bought burrito ramen. We bought a burrito rita. We bought a burrito dia. We bought four burrito tacos. We bought some Mexican rice. We bought some extra consomme. I mean, we just, we just, uh, we foolishly started ordering things, because that's the thing. He's like me, where he's like, oh, yeah, let's get this and look let's get that. Now, but as I, I've told you this before, in Kuwait, man, they don't do leftovers. Like if they order a bunch of food and then there's stuff left on the table, they just leave it on the table. And I'm like, aren't we taking this? And they're like, no, man, why? We'll just order more food tomorrow. And that cracks me up. And that logic is hilarious to me. But uh, but that's the way they do it. So we bought this barilla San Marcos, and he... He wound up having to eat some leftovers, but then like I think there's still stuff in my fridge. And we've gone, dude. We went to a fucking tempura house where we got uh, what did I get? I got a Japanese curry with a katsu uh, pork cutlet on top of, of rice. We got some fried cauliflower. We went to Mariscos Jalisco, which is a shrimp truck. I think I told you, Lenny and I went to that shrimp truck. We bought and we bought shrimp tacos. And we bought some ceviche, so we got some, like, fucking octopus, which then, again, we didn't need it, so he looks at me and he's like, dude, I don't know if I'm on board for four-day-old octopus. So we had to toss the rest of it. We ate half of it. Um, we have just been all over. You know we did? We went down to uh, – this was fun. We went to La Jolla, which is near San Diego, because his cousin is in uh, in university down there. So he's like, let's go visit my cousin. And uh, I will tell you this. I have met two of Ahmaud's cousin uh, cousins on this trip so far. He went to I, – I took him out to um, – a dinner or a lunch a luncheon that was at, at one of his relatives house and then i i was going to pick him up later but he's like don't worry my cousin will take me to your house so he comes back and his cousin comes in and i, I his cousin he's a kid who's in school he's at arizona state and he's he looks kind of like dwayne johnson like he's not buff like the rock but he's just kind of a big dude and his face kind of resembles him a little bit and he was just smart and pleasant and polite and sharp and just you're that kind of person where you're like, man, wouldn't that be cool if that was my son? Man, I wish I was related to this kid. This kid is awesome. And he was. He was fucking great. And he hung out here and he talked. Uh, we hung out for just like an hour and a half and then he had to head back. Uh, but I, I, man, he was just a good kid. And we went up talking and we were joking and laughing and whatever. And uh, I'll tell you this, even though it's neither here nor there, but it made me happy. He was getting up to leave. And he's he said, hey, man, we'll see you again probably because, you know, Ahmad's here for like fucking three weeks at least. He might stay longer. And I said, I hope so. And uh, he looks at Ahmad and he goes, uh, he lived up to the hype. And uh, and I didn't say anything. I didn't question it. But but it was just a cool thing is, A, uh, it's nice that Ahmad would say nice things about me, but also, B, that's a young person. You know, that's a 20-year-old kid or 21 or whatever, and for him to... Uh, to think, cause he laughed the whole time he was here. He thought I was funny. And that, that was nice. It was nice. And again, cause I found him to be impressive. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Cause again, you know, you can tr- trick yourself and go, man, I'm 53 years old. I mean, I, and look, we didn't talk about Barbara Feldon Cause that probably would have put me on the outs with the kid, but I'm, I'm, you're like, I'm old, man. I can't relate to young people. And then I went to talk to a young guy in my house for fucking 90 minutes. And he's like, ah, that dude lived out of the hype. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Like, I think some funny, Hey, maybe I'm funny again. Uh, because that fucking thing keeps creeping into my goddamn head like a fucking shadow from a blimp. Uh, but it was nice to meet him. He was super cool. Now on the opposite of the spectrum of him, because he was gregarious and outgoing and friendly, and I really dug him. And then we went to La Jolla, and we uh, we got to see his other cousin. And this cousin's name is Seven. Now that's not his name, but there is a seven in his name, like a mod's name. He has a seven, so we're going to call him Seven uh we took a day trip on saturday to go to la jolla and let me tell you something i you know i told him because he's like how far is that it's about 120 miles i go so on the weekend eh, it's it's about a two-hour drive and he's like okay great uh i picked him up early in the morning and then i set my my fucking map (laughs) dudes it was three hours and 20 minutes I mean, this is 10 a.m., man. It's three hours and 20 minutes to get to San Diego. Now, normally, once you get through the L.A. part and you just hit the five, you're fucking rolling. But, dudes, it was it was bad traffic all the way to fucking Sand Dog, all the way down there, man. We got to Encinitas. We're, we're by Oceanside. We're by San Clemente. Everywhere, it's backed the fuck up. And I'm like, where are these people going? Like, what are they doing? Because nobody, I mean, look, the beach exists and all that is cool and everything. But, I mean, it didn't seem like they were really going anywhere. Nobody was exiting the freeway. And, I, and then we're driving, and then Ahmad Googles it, and he just goes, oh, my God. I said, what? And he goes, Comic-Con is in San Diego this weekend. I said, seriously? He goes, yeah. I go, I've heard not a fucking word about it. He goes, me neither. I go, all right, well, maybe that explains this. Now, I don't know, because we'll go, we'll go visit seven again. But for the time being on Saturday, it just, I assume it was Comic-Con traffic, but I have no idea. But it was, it was and I guess traffic is just back. I don't know, man. Everything's back. You know, everything, I I keep saying everything's returned to normal, but let me tell you something. When I said back to normal, okay, I didn't mean grab your fucking arsenal. Could we stop at the fucking mass shootings already? I love these people cooped up in their fucking houses who were just like, oh man, I can't wait that I don't have to wear a mask. Because that's the only thing they're waiting on. Some guy was like, I can't do a a mass shooting in a mask because I'll look uncool. Don't tread on me why I need to have no mask on if I'm going to shoot eight guys at my old job. Motherfuckers. It's insane to me what's going on. I, whatever. And why? Why am I surprised by it? I don't know why I'm fucking surprised by it. This is what we do. Uh, so we go to C7. We're in the fucking traffic. We pick up and we go to get his cousin on the campus. And the kid comes out. You know, we text him. And uh, he's, he's a... This was an unassuming young man. He was very friendly and polite and smart. And, and uh, you know, he's 18, but he spoke like an adult. I mean, he was just he's just incredibly smart. Fuck, the kid's in... University here, and uh, he's he was an engineer, but he switched to physics. You know, he's one of those guys. He's like, he, I'm like, all right, well, I, Jesus Christ, I hope my Toyota Camry is good enough for you. I don't, I don't know. Do I need to get a limousine for this kid who's the future of the planet? Uh, but he was incredibly, but also, I will tell you this, he's a smart kid, got it together, does a lot of online classes, but he's on campus as well. But man, he's also every single second of 18 years old because he's living. Now, I didn't go to college. All right. So I don't I can't speak to dorm rooms. I can't speak to everything being a certain way. But but this kid is he had cheesecake for breakfast. Okay. Now, Now, look, that's not an outrageous thing. That's something I would do, except he has cheesecake for breakfast every goddamn day. He orders all of his food from like Grubhub or Postmates or Uber Eats, and they bring him cheesecake. And he's telling us he has cheesecake for breakfast, and then he'll order food for dinner. Like he doesn't go anywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't go anywhere? He goes, I don't. I just don't. He goes, I because he didn't have a car. And uh, you know, on the campus, you got to walk or whatever. But he's like, uh, no, man, I don't. I don't really leave the room. He goes, I, you know, I'm on my computer. I, he watches anime, uh, and he does his assignments. And then he orders cheesecake. That's all he does. This kid has been in San Diego since last fall, okay, when school started. And he has never seen the ocean. How, how, how do you live in San Diego and not go to the beach? How do you not go outside into the unbelievably beautiful weather? And I know there's a pandemic, but but then wouldn't you want to escape outside? I don't, I don't know, man, but he's, he's perfectly content and he he lives in a, a house where he's got like a he's got a roommate, but they have two separate apartments. They're just joined by a door or whatever. Kind of they, they live in one. You know, he has privacy, but they share a kitchen and stuff. Because then he told me again, this is what it's just such a kid thing to do. His roommate was going to go out of town. and He left a lot of bad food in the fridge. And uh, seven was like, well, I'm not touching it because I don't know if he wants it or he doesn't want it, whatever. Again, you don't want to fucking step on toes. So then this dude comes back after two weeks out of town, and then he throws all the food out. He puts it in the in the garbage, and then neither one of them takes the fucking garbage out, and it's still in his house. So we're we're like, wait a minute, what? So that's still in there? He goes, yeah, because our house just smells so bad. And we're like, why didn't you bring it out when you came to meet us? We were parked by the dumpster. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I just I just wanted to meet you guys super quick. And we're like, wait a minute. Your house smells like garbage. It's got old food in the garbage can. Like, just go get it. Throw it out. He's like, no, it's okay. I was just like, oh, my God. And again, I can remember when I was fucking living in Tahoe with fucking seven dudes in a two bedroom apartment and you would stack the garbage up like fucking Jenga because if you, you didn't want to take it out. So you would be balancing cups on top of fucking fast food clamshells on top of fucking whatever. And, and and the rule was, this is completely true in my house, the rule was if you were the guy who knocked down the garbage Jenga, you had to take it out. Because that means you had to, Because uh, here's the thing, if you, look, you could take the garbage out if it was just up like normal and you could bag it and take it out. But once the Jenga started, now, now we've got an issue. Because you're gonna need a second bag for that. And it's gonna be a whole process. Taking the one bag out is fine. But if the garbage Jenga has started, if the garbage Tetris has fucking uh has is underway, well then you've just gotta keep playing because the loser has to pick up all the garbage off the floor, put it in a second bag, and take all the garbage out of the house. So we would we would absolutely stack it up as much as we could, but if you knocked it down. And we could hear it. You would know. And also we were on the honor system. So if you knock down the garbage Jenga, if the garbage Tetris were to fucking be destroyed in your presence because of you putting even a popsicle stick on it. Well, guess what, buddy? Get another bag, pick up all that shit off the floor and take both bags out to the dumpster. And the dumpster was eight steps away. It wasn't far. I told you the story. We set it on fire once. I mean, it's like right out in the parking lot, but it was more fun for us to do fucking garbage Jenga. Uh, so, so I understand the instinct, but man, sour food, that's a completely, and maybe I've just grown out of it. Like I can't stand having the idea of sour food or the smell of food, anything like that. Just disgusting. But Hey man, they're kids. What do I know? And they, and they handled it fine. And this kid, as I've said, he's, he's a physics major. So what the fuck? I can't fucking tell him what to do, but we busted his balls. Uh, and then we went into downtown La Jolla. We went to a uh, we went to a sushi house. Had some sushi down there. And um, he, this, also, another, there's another thing he told us. He doesn't own any silverware. We're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, when they when I call, what I'll do is I'll order my cheesecake in the morning, and I'll make sure that they include utensils. So then that night, when I order food, I have a, a spoon or a fork that I can eat my dinner with. I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. We started laughing, and I said, I'm getting you silverware. Fuck this. We're getting you forks. We're just doing it. We're doing this. He's like, no, I'm fine. He goes, I have multiple spoons. He goes, I have like uh, five plastic spoons on a shelf. I'm like, yeah, but you can't use plastic spoons. It's just terrible. He goes, no, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. Jesus Christ, Seven, we're getting you some silverware. So we went to, to lunch. We went to the sushi joint, and we walked around a little bit down in La Jolla. And uh, and then we drove around. We were going to go to um, Memorial Park or something. Balboa Park, I think everything was busy. San Diego was fucking hammered, man. And I assume it was the Comic-Con or whatever, or just it was the fact that it was a very beautiful city. So we were just driving. And then finally, after like an hour of driving and not being able to find anywhere to go, we're just like, all right, man, we're just we're going to head back up. So we took him back to his dorm. And there was a Target on campus because that was the thing As Ahmad's like, we're going to Target. We're getting you stuff. So there happened to be a Target on campus. We had to park and walk to it because it was the weirdest target. It was a little tiny. It was like a clubhouse Target. It was so strange. It wasn't like a big sprawling thing with a parking lot. It was on the campus. It was a Target. It looked like a convenience store, but then it was wider when you got inside. And we went inside and we walked around to buy stuff. And uh, And first of all, I'll tell you this. This made no sense. I went to, of course, you know me. I always go look for weird chips and weird cookies and shit like that at this target. They didn't have any, but they did have a weird cereal Reese's puffs. Now Reese's puffs. I've seen it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup cereal. Fine. I've never tried it, but it's there. But for some fucking reason, they've signed a deal with Lil Yachty, who is a rapper of some note. I've been informed and Lil Yachty is on the cover of the Reese's puffs. He's on the box. He's on the front of the box. And it's, he's got a grill in and he's like eating the cereal. Like, it's like, what the fuck? It made it was the weirdest endorsement I've ever seen. Lil Yachty for Reese's Puffs. And then I thought, is this just like a campus exclusive? Like, why the fuck would Lil Yachty be a cereal guy? But I mean, it made me laugh. I took a picture of the box. Maybe I'll share it with you. But I mean, it, just, it just made me laugh. I'm like, why the fuck is Lil Yachty? And I, I should have Googled it, but I prefer to not know any more information. I don't think I want to know how that arrangement came about. I think I'm just comfortable knowing that Lil Yachty is there for Reese's Puffs, and that's all I need. You don't need to fucking explain the rest of me. Just the very fact that Lil Yachty is under contract to Reese's Puffs is more than enough for me. That's all I need to know. I don't need to delve into the backstory. Good for you, Reese's Puffs. Lock Lil Yachty in, man. I'm sure he was going to be fucking scooped up by Apple Jacks any day now. Uh... So, so we're going through this Target, and then he needed a power strip. So Ahmad grabbed him a power strip, and I go, "All right." I asked this woman, "I go, where's the silverware?" She goes, "Over here." I go, "Come here, seven. We're buying you forks." He goes, "No, no, that's okay." I says, "No, come here." So we go to the silverware. I go, "Look," because there was a box too. There was a box of um, all, all you know. There was a box you could buy that had four forks, four spoons, four knives. You know, a whole set. But then, if you've never been to Target, this is funny to me. They have loose forks. And I, it just always strikes me as so dangerous to have loose forks just where for, the general public can grab them. I don't know. It just seems like someone would sleeve one, palm it and put it up their sleeve and then stab a guy. I don't know. And maybe, look, man, Target's not gen pop, at least as far as I know, depending on what part of the city you're in. But uh, but just the very fact that you would have loose silverware, knives and fucking forks, it just it just seems dangerous to me. But they were out there. So I said to him, I go, look, man, they got Lucy's here, if you want to just grab like one fork, one spoon, one knife, that's fine. But if you want a set, get a set. I go, you're not going to have guests. So maybe you just get a. And he's like, I don't, I really, I don't need one. And I go, come on, seven, we're here. And, uh, and seven refused to allow me to buy him silverware. And I was like, I, I, and then finally I went, look, I really want to do this. You should not be eating off plastic spoons. I go, now look, I'm, I said, I'm forcing my phobia on you because I hate plastic utensils. You ever hear that thing where like Billy Bob Thornton won't fuck an orange couch or something like that? I don't know what it is. He doesn't he doesn't like orange food and he doesn't like orange or wooden furniture. He doesn't like wooden furniture and he doesn't like orange food, whatever the fuck it is. So carrots and oranges and Cheetos, fuck that. And then he won't sit on wood furniture, something like that. He and Angelina Jolie were, you know. They were doing heroin and drinking each other's blood, and they decided they did not like fucking carrots. And I'm like, I can't argue with that. Good for you. Uh, you're rich and fucking weird. Why not? So, uh, I, 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 but I, so I was there, and I'm like, I, I, I don't like plastic utensils. That's my Billy Bob Thornton phobia. And I'm trying to force it on seven. I'm like, look, you need a metal fork. You need metal spoons. I have taken metal forks with me to places when I know they'd only have plastic utensils, not even joking. Like I used to have a fork in the car <laughs> and not my richy rich gold fork where I would steal food off people's plates. I'm talking, I would actually carry silverware in my car because I don't like plastic spoons or utensils. I just don't. So, uh, what we wound up doing was I, I finally was like, look, man, I'll just let me get you the silverware. And then seven was uh, very polite, but he said, no. He would not allow me to buy him the uh, plastic spoons and the and the other stuff, and so I didn't. And we split, and we took him back to his dorm room, and then we came back here, and I and, and we watched sumo wrestling. That's another thing that fucking Ahmad and I have done the entire time. Uh, we watched a whole sumo tournament because every day there's 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 matches, and I have adopted a sumo wrestler. This show, there's now an official sumo wrestler of the forty year old boy podcast, and you can look him up. His name is Waka And I, I think I think hearing that name, you're like, is that Ricky Tiki Tavi? No, it's Waka But that's his name, and he is our official sumo wrestler. And he is he is a middle ranked guy, but he's young and he's moving his way up the ranks. So if you want to go ahead and support him, Google him. Just Google sumo wrestler, Waka And here's the thing I'm not even going to tell you how to spell it. I want you to go ahead and just fire off into the distance and try to make it yourself. I I all of you out there, I believe in you. I believe in every single one of you. Now, in addition to the two sub quizzes you've had, and then the quiz about how would you spend seventy dollars at a food truck, uh, now you have another assignment. You have to Google Wakatakakage, Kage and you have to support him in the name of this show. God damn it! Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? So Ahmad is here, and uh, and we have been running around. It's mainly been about food, but we have got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. We're going out. We're going to a Dodger game. Uh, we're we're going. Wait, what? Oh, you know what we did? You know what else we did? Dudes, we went to a movie. Yeah, that's right. I, I fucking Ahmad had not been in a theater in forever and neither had I. And City Walk was open and had a fucking theater open. So we went on Sunday night. We went to check out uh, a movie called Nobody, which I've talked about on here. I, I talked about it elsewhere as well. I've seen it twice. i mean, like, I watched it twice on my on, at home on streaming, but it's a fucking theater, man. It's sitting in the dark with strangers and the smell of popcorn and just, and loud and coming attractions. And and that was a movie I really wanted to see in a theater. I was, I will tell you, it was dead. There was only two other people in the theater with us or four other people, four other people. But, uh, but I just wanted to get out there, man. I want, like I said, a cicada emerging, seeing what else is out there in the world. And we went to the theater and I, was it weird? It was because you know what? We went to city walk, which is a gigantic outdoor mall. But the parking was strange. And then they have these like bicycle racks. So you can't be too close to anybody. And on your way in, you're on one lane and on your way out, you're in the other. There's no mingling of people. And then you've got to, we couldn't enter by the theaters. We had to enter at the end of the park and walk all the way up because that's the way they're doing it. We got to the theaters and uh, bought the tickets. and And I will say this. You go into the theater and there's all these movies and it says, we are keeping the theater clean for you. Look at us. And it's like there's workers shining shoes and fucking spit shining the floor. Not spit shining. That would be terrible for COVID. Uh, but, there, you know, everything is super clean and everything's great um, on the movie. But then we bought the tickets and we go to get concessions. And the concession stands is split up. This is so fucking weird. Like I'm waiting in line in the concession stand, but there's a big line. But then there was another line that was like fucking, there was only two guys in it. So I'm like, well, let's go over there. So we got in that line because all I wanted was a bottle of water. That was all I needed. I thought about getting popcorn because I hadn't had popcorn in fucking forever, but the smell was great. And Ahmad said, I won't eat popcorn. And I'm like, ah, fuck. So we went over to this other line and we get to the front of the line and I go, hey, man, can I get a bottle of water? He goes, oh, you got to buy it from over there. I go, well, what are you? And he goes, oh, here's where you pick up drinks. So if you buy a fucking Slurpee or a soda on one end of this hallway, you've got to walk all the way to the other end of the hallway and they give you your soda. I don't know, man. I, it's just, and look, I, I'm i not mad at anybody who's open up. I'm certainly not mad at the employees because, fuck, they're supposed to be there. And we're all figuring it out on the fly. But I will say, in the moment, it was very dumb. Like, both, both Amad and I are like, this is stupid. Why would you, I don't know why you would need this over here and then this over here. Uh, but that's the way it was. So So we wound up doing that. Uh, and we went into the movie theater itself and we sat in the back row because that's where I like to sit and in the back row, uh, remember those people in the movies with the mops and the Swiffers and the fucking chamois and the ridiculous masks on their face and the glinting, shining floor and seats and everything super clean. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Nature is healing because those people in the movie obviously missed the theater in which I saw nobody because we went back to our seats and on my seat. There was popcorn, like old popcorn, and on the seat next to me, there was old popcorn and used napkins, and in my cup holder, there were used napkins jammed into it. So uh, look, man, I understand there's 30 screens in this Googleplex, but if you're going to have a movie that basically looks like uh, you have a cleaning army that won't stop descending upon theaters and shining them into a bleach coma, then do me a favor, just do that just pick up the popcorn. I don't even need you to come in and shoot scrubbing bubbles everywhere where they talk to me with their fuzzy mustaches and go down the drain. I just need you to pick up, oh, I don't know, all of the stray popcorn that's on the seat and maybe the used napkins. Could we get those out of the way? And the old. And, and you know what it made me think of it? it? Made me think of the old theaters where you would walk in in the olden times. Remember the before times when you would walk in and the floor was sticky with God knows what? You didn't know whether it was a spilled Coke or somebody had been shivved in a previous film and you're standing in their fucking plasma like you didn't know what was going on in a theater. But you'd find like some like half a fucking hoagie somewhere buried in a seat or there'd be like a fucking hot dog wrapper with onions that fell out on you when you picked it up to throw it away. Yes, you actually touched old garbage to throw it away back then. But now, man, you don't want to touch a fucking thing. You know, there used to be a joke about how you went into a men's room in a, in a public men's room and you just kicked everything. And I do. I still to this day, I kick open the door. I flush the toilet with my fucking fingers or my my, my shoe, I should say. Uh, nothing touches my fingers. Even with a urinal, I will. If those self-flushing urinals are a godsend because if they don't self-flush, I literally will hit the urinal and then I, I will take a step back and just fucking caught it with the front I just Charlie Murphy the shit out of the fucking handle for the urinal because I'm not touching a goddamn thing in a bathroom so when those when those faucets that you got to touch I'm just like oh man because then I got to use extra soap but then I got to touch the soap squirter so then you touch the soap squirter, and you do that and then you got to turn off the faucet but you already washed your fucking hands so what I'll do is I'll get the towels and I'll wipe my hands then I'll close it with I'll hit the faucet with the towels oh look I'm I'm not even a clean jerk you know what I mean I'm not a phobia guy but in the before times I wouldn't touch shit in a men's room now what do you think I'm gonna do fuck that so in the old theaters, you'd pick shit up and throw it away. But now, man, I don't want to sit on a bunch of old popcorn. and There's used fucking napkins. Get that cleaning army from the fucking movie to get to bivouac into my theater and make a fucking effort. goddammit! damn it. Uh, But this whole the whole he's been in town now for just over a week. And it's been food and sumo and movies. We watched fucking he was like, hey, man, you ever see 21 Jump Street? I'm like, no, uh, because I boycott comedies. And he's like, well, let's watch it. It's really funny. So I watched 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street is funny. And he's like, hey, man, we should watch 22 Jump Street. It's even funnier than 21 Jump Street. And I'm like, all right. So we watched 22 Jump Street. Very funny. Uh, you know, there's stuff in there where I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes and going, all right, whatever. But then there's stuff in there that was uh, inspired. There's a there's a woman in in 22 Jump Street who just... She's the roommate of, uh, of a girl that Jonah Hill winds up becoming friends with. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to spoil anything. The movie's been out for fucking seven years. But this chick is the key to the movie. She's fucking hilarious. She's so funny, everything she says. So it's good. So, I mean, I, I have no elaborate tale to tell you with a mod. Oh, wait. Do I have an elaborate tale to tell you? Well, it's not elaborate so much. But I picked Ahmad up at the airport, and then we went to get tacos. And like I said, it's been a food tour. We went to a movie theater. We're watching movies at my house. We're watching Sumo at my house. It's it's uh, it's just been fucking great. But um, Ahmad got officially welcomed to America last week because uh, he's at my house. He usually stays here till about like ten thirty or eleven, and then I take him to his hotel. His hotel's not far from me. And uh, we. <laughs> We went to, I went to take him back to where he's going and we pulled up we drove up Coldwater Canyon uh, or no we drove up Whitsit, I think to go turn whatever I'm not going to tell you where he's staying um, but we had to go find his hotel and we get over and uh, the road is closed when we pulled up the road I have to turn on is closed it's got fucking and let's put it this way we go driving up and at first I see orange cones I'm like alright what is going on and then I don't even see cops you know what I see the news KCBS is doing a stand-up. They've got a van and a guy out there with a fucking light on him. He's reporting. I'm like, and I look at him mod, I go, dude, this is not good news. He's like, oh no. So there's orange cones and then the news is there. And then we look and then there's KABC. They're over in the parking lot of another of an establishment, and there's cops. Then we see cops. And as far down as we can see on that street, there's cops. There's sirens. There's fucking the red lights, they're all lit up. The cherries are going. And I look at him, and I go, "We got to check the news." So we Google, and we go to Twitter, and I I follow San Fernando Valley Scanner, so I checked it out, and it said, "I I." He goes, "All right, I'm not finding anything on the news like with the name of this street." And so then I went to San Fernando Valley Scanner, and it said, uh, "Assault with a deadly weapon, man barricaded in building," and it was literally. Right across the street from his hotel, and it and, and we, I couldn't turn. I couldn't turn down that street. I couldn't drop him off, and he couldn't walk. There was cops, preventing anybody from going there. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, "Dude," and I just went, "Welcome to America." And uh, he came back to my house and he slept that night. And uh, and that and it, it, there, I couldn't think of anything more fitting. Guy's third night in town. I tried to take him back to his hotel, and there's a fucking barricaded assault with a deadly weapon suspect directly across the street from his fucking hotel. Welcome to America, man. I can only hope the next three weeks are filled with that kind of fucking activity. You guys can get me at com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm also at Instagram and Snapchat. And uh and also TikTok, although that's not happening, although maybe I'm and I'll do a TikTok or two, who knows? Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. I'm Mike40Yob. Check me out there. Mike40Yob. I'm there. I'm I'm queer. Get used to it. Find me on all of those places. Uh Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy, Facebook.com slash the forty year old boy, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok, Mike40Yob. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. That's someone, of course, being me. Uh, thanks to Ryan Ryan uh, did the website stuff for this uh, this fantastic show our buddy KC uh, who you know I, I haven't talked to him in a while but KC has done great things for us with YouTube and I have to go ahead and get that squared away again look with the in town we got a boot camp going we're going to get a a Twitch schedule where we actually have certain days with certain shows and we're, we, he and I are figuring stuff out we've already figured out a way for me to stream Steam games instead of just PS4 games we're going to play some Oh, and I'll tell you this man fucking dudes I'm going to stream steam games, but the other day we start going to look around the steam games. This is, this is beautiful. Uh, (laughs) there's adults only games on steam. Like I had no fucking idea they did that. All right. But there is, it's literally adults only. And I, I was on the stream streaming live on Twitch and I go, what are adults only games? And there was a game called succubus cafe. (laughs) I'm like, all right, should I check this out? Uh, but then I scrolled down dudes like, when it, you know, there's games called, like, Kayasuke Party or whatever the fuck. There's a lot of Japanese stuff involved in the Adults Only page. But then there was a game that, uh, you know, and again, like I said, they're vague titles. My Summer with Mia. You know, stuff like that. Uh, um, Friendly Uncles, which I did not even want to know what that could possibly be. But there's all of these things on the Adults Only page. But then there was a game, and I said, you know what? I respect this game. Everything else is couching their bullshit in some flowery title to trick you into clicking on the link but this told you exactly what the fuck it was right in your face, loud and fucking proud. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a game on Steam called Blowjob Simulator. <laughs> blowjob Simulator. Now, I, I I didn't know. Look, I knew what it was from the title, but I'm like, it couldn't be that easy, could it? It couldn't just be a Blowjob Simulator, right? That doesn't make any, any sense. Uh, but sure enough... I clicked on it on the stream and all of a sudden something started happening. I'm like, whoa, I can't show that because on the stream I'll get banned from Twitch. You can't have dirty stuff on Twitch. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like I never saw that coming. Uh, And then we finished the stream. Then we watched a movie, whatever. I took a mod back. And of course, once I took him back to his hotel, well, now immediately I'm going to come home and watch like 15 trailers of the adults only stuff to see exactly what they are. Like I said, they give you these vague titles. I'm like, what could that possibly be? Uh, the friendly uncle's game is, uh, let's just get it right out in the open. It's for, it's basically bears. It's a gay game and you can like create your favorite uncle. And then it says uncle's got a secret, which I assume is uncle wants to rail you and bang you over a fucking library chair, whatever the fuck all the uncles were like big and hairy. And then, uh, And they want you to give them a foot massage. Apparently, that's the uncle's secret. I'm like, all right, I'm not playing this game. I couldn't be less interested. Now, I will tell you this. I'm checking out these links, and I'm like, oh, man, please don't tell me there's going to be some algorithm now on Steam where they think I want to see the uncle games from now on. Um, But then I went to Succubus Cafe. And uh, dudes, Succubus Cafe is the hardest of the hardcore porn. Basically, what it is, is you go to a cafe and there's a a woman answers. And this is a trailer. Again, it's like a two minute trailer. And it's like, here is, you know, Asuka. She's 18. It's her first day. And then there's a girl who's uh, she's 21. And it says she has three years of experience. And then there's a girl who's 25 and she's got seven years of experience. And you can pick who you want. And then all of a sudden, you know what you do? They don't just look. They don't just bring you coffee. They don't bring you chowder. Uh, but they do bring you the fucking special of the day and it's between their legs. I am telling you these, all of a sudden it starts showing stuff in this trailer that was unbelievably hardcore. Like the, I mean, ass fucking, I mean, it was crazy to me. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I don't even know what the game is. Like you pretend to fuck them. I suppose. I don't know if there's a VR thing that you strap onto your cock or whatever, or if you just jerk off while watching it while you're pretending that they're saying your name. I don't, I don't know the point of it. It didn't make any sense. And again, the Internet is filled with porn, man. Why would you need to have fake Japanese chicks that you're fucking unless they say your name? Like I said, if there's a way you can make them say your name. But that's the thing is you can fix their hair and their eyes and their outfits. And oh, my God, it's like when I went to Japan and they had those sex dolls and they sold the disembodied heads. You could switch the heads out on them. It's like, holy fuck, man. Japan's a fun place. It is a crazy, weird, fucking repressed place. But holy fuck, is it fun? So I looked at Succubus Cafe and looked at a, I looked at a couple other ones. I, uh, I won't lie. I looked at it one called, I didn't know what this was. It was a Yaoi boy adventure or whatever the fuck. Or not, it didn't say boy, a Yowie, Y-A-O-I. But I found out what Yaoi is. Apparently Yaoi is gay. And, uh it was, I should have known from the title. It was like escape from alpha hole prison. So I'm like, Oh man. And then I watched the trailer for that. And it's like some dude named Miguel. And he's like, Oh man, he's an astronaut and he's going to a space prison on an asteroid. And he's like, I'm so scared, but I'm okay. I'll handle it. He goes, you know what? I'm going to have to get a boyfriend right when I get there to help me out. Like, wait a minute. What Miguel, why wouldn't you get a fucking shiv or a zip gun? Why the fuck do you need a boyfriend? Unless that's the thing you're looking for. Miguel, don't be ashamed of admitting that you want a boyfriend. Don't pretend that you're getting into a relationship with a dude at the Alpha Hole prison to protect you and help you escape. That that You don't need to think that because usually if you get to the Alpha Hole prison, I would assume that you would have to be coerced into a relationship of some sort because that wouldn't be your natural inclination. However, Miguel, on the shuttle off to Alpha Hole prison, among his first thoughts was, oh, no, why is this happening to me? I'd better get a boyfriend when I get to the prison to help me out. And uh, again, Miguel, you're not fooling anybody. That's what I'm going to say. So then it goes through the roll call of all the people who Miguel could uh, have as a boyfriend. There's like a snake guy because, again, it's in space. So not only is it like human guys, but then there's also like fucking space monster guys. I'm like, if Miguel fucks this weird guy half a Rocky raccoon Groot looking motherfucker, then fuck Miguel. Miguel, at that point, you're just interested in the Groot dick. Don't pretend that you're a guy who's like, ah, I need to make a plan and escape. I'll have this guy as a boyfriend. Fuck that. Miguel, just admit you're in it for the cock. You're in it for the space cock. You probably committed this crime or whatever the fuck you're accused of. Even though you say you're falsely accused, maybe you fucking did it on purpose because you were just in it for the space cock and you knew Alpha Hole Prison was the place to go. Uh so I watched that trailer and there's no sex in the trailer there's no I I did not I did not witness any hardcore sex just Miguel kissing a lot of people. Uh and then I watched Blowjob Simulator. And and uh it's you know what? Look man, there's no frills. This is exactly what you think it is. It is uh it is women that are kneeling and they are sucking cock. That's that's all Blowjob Simulator is and you get to choose their hair color, their eye color, size of their tits. And you can control the blowjob. You can make them go really slow. You can make them go fast. You can, I think you can control the amount of spit. Like it was like all these levers and levels and you're, and you know, you can make them go super fast and all this, whatever. And they're making noises, whatever. But here's the, here's the best part of this. All right. And now you're thinking, why? That's not the best part. No. So these girls are on their knees, they're naked and they're, they're, you know, sucking a cock that's there. Um, But that's all that's there in blowjob simulator. It is a fully formed woman with tits and every other part you could imagine on her knees sucking a disembodied cock that floats in the air. And it is more terrifying than anything you will ever play in the scariest game you could possibly pick. It is it is a disembodied cock. It, there's no there's no getting around it. There's no man attached to it. There's no guy. It's not like a dildo stuck to a window and a girl's doing it for practice, which I've seen in some porns, but let's not get into that right now, or a dildo stuck in a mirror. It is, you know, with a plunger, with a suction cup. No, no, no. It is a disembodied cock. And then you can change the camera angle. So in the fucking in the trailer, the dude changes the camera angle and you go behind the cock and it just, it looks like because it's a cock and balls. There's balls hanging too, but it looks wood grain. Like um, it looks like a cock was sliced off of a mahogany table, and now it's there to be worked. And it is, it is so disconcerting and fucking bananas. It just it just looks like a wood grain cock on the back, and then it's just her blowing it. And it, I guess that's what it is. And then you know she you can fucking and shoots loads and whatever the fuck. And, but it's this it's a. It, that's not even a cock. That's a weapon. That's just a weapon at that fucking point. A disembodied cock. And I, I, I here's the thing. I got to get into the nuts and bolts of it. I understand these poor girls are trapped in Blowjob Simulator. That's what they got. They could have been in another game and 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 been you know Maidens Fair, but instead they drew the short straw and now they have to suck cock forever in Blowjob Simulator. But they uh, they have to be terrified by the disembodied cock too, right? Don't they? Don't they have to be sad? I mean, they, if they if they were in there and they, like even the girls at Succubus Cafe they at least have a job like they can go get you a fucking cheese danish in addition to sucking your cock, which is fine. Maybe that works out. It's at least a more varied existence. But these girls in blowjob simulator are just, I can't imagine how much their knees hurt. And then they're just throat and cock and you can make them go super fast. You're terrible to these ladies. I'm, I'm look, I'm not certainly. And look, I wasn't controlling anything. Don't get on my dick, but seriously watching it. I'm like, oh man, these poor girls. Like I actually had that thought Cause you know me, I feel bad for water bottles, but now I'm thinking about the poor girls trapped in blowjob simulator. They don't even get to look up and see a smile on a guy's face. They just got to fucking, you know, play the meat whistle and wait for the tune. That's it. Good for them. But I mean, you can't, don't you want to look up? It's like, dude, it's like when you're giving head, when you're like, you got, you got your fucking thighs on your fucking shoulders and you can feel feet like just fucking tensing up and you look up and you get to look into the eyes of the person who's fucking you're going down on. Oh my God, dude. When a woman fucking looks down at you and she's holding your fucking hair, there is nothing better than that, except for when she's holding your hair and she's got her eyes closed and she's rocked back and you fucking hear her breathing coming in short fucking bursts. God damn it. This pandemic has been 14 fucking months. I'm watching blowjob simulator. Get a fucking hard on going. Yeah. All right. I guess it's weird that a cartoon chick is sucking a disembodied space cock. That's fine. A wood grain fucking mahogany cock. God damn it. Where's my eating pussy simulator? Where's that? I'm in for that. All right. Enough. Uh, so Casey does the YouTube stuff. <laughs> um, and our buddy Dave, you know, David Hernandez he is uh he's our friend. You go to facebook.com slash Dave Hernandez. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. It's facebook.com slash, uh, David Mex Hernandez. That's what it is. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still distracted by floating disembodied wood grain cock. Uh, our good friend, David Hernandez is over there at Facebook. He's got all sorts of things you want to be participating in facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go ahead and check out his page. He does artwork for this. Uh, he, he, well, he used to do a bunch of artwork for me and you can find that in his photos. You'll see that you'll scroll through the paintings and the photos he's done. He did a a painting this week of the Joker. It was a kind of a abstract Joker along with a Harley Quinn wearing some very, very nice shorts. Uh, he just does amazing work. Go check it out. If you go to facebook.com slash David mex Hernandez, you can check out all the artwork that he's done. Now you can join his closed group as well. What's that? Yes, the man has a closed group. It is. uh, What is it called? It is. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You should check it out you will just go there and make fun of the Internet with our good friend David. Why not? He's a cult leader. You'll be in his cult. Why not go ahead and do that and make that part of your daily existence? So then you join This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb, and then you're checking out the artwork on Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, and then you can listen to the man's podcast. What? Yes, the man has a podcast. Uh, It's called, what is it called? It is called The Phlegm Cat Podcast. Two words, P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T, The Phlegm Cat Podcast. Uh, and this week there's an interview with a dog I don't, I don't think I need to say anything more than that he interviews Rogue, Rogue gets talked to and if you want to hear Rogue chatting into a microphone fat fluffy Rogue talking to our buddy Max then you should go ahead and check it out right now on the Flemcat Podcast P-H-L-E-G-M C-A-T, wherever your best podcasts are given away for free, you will find his podcast there. It's, it's in the Apple podcast space, the iTunes store. I think it's on Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. You're going to find the Flemcat podcast controlled, performed, put on, posted, edited, every other goddamn thing you can possibly imagine by David Mex Hernandez. He is truly a one man band. Oh, what's that? He also does music. He does. It's available right there on the fucking podcast. Listen to it. And like I said, he does a bunch of art. He can hire you. can. Well, he can't hire you. You can hire him to do art. If you want him to do your Facebook caricature, that's great. If you want him to do anything like that, he'll be able to, to fucking step up. Uh, You want to go ahead and go to his website. What's that? He has a website? Look, yes, he's got. he's not just a Facebook guy. He can do your Facebook caricature. He can paint something in, in oils. He can paint watercolors. Whatever you need him to do, you can hire the guy and he can do it. Uh, but first, you got to go check out his website. Uh, first of all, like I said, Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez is there. The Flumcat Podcast. This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. This is the closed group. And then his website, artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Guy be. I dropped, trow, and grabbed a knee, like a fellow once said, that's how I get him in bed. Ooh! The room was completely black. I pulled out and shot on her back, Splash. Like the sailor's say, quote, I shipwrecked the man in the boat. My head keeps spinning I go to sleep, I keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful I have sunshine enough to spread Why is my schmeckle all red? Tell me quick Ain't that a kick in the head? All right, I I don't know who just tried to sell you shit. I'm sure it was somebody great. And please buy all of those products because it keeps the Misfit Toys Co-op afloat. And look, I can't do this all by myself. I'm buoyant, but I'm not that buoyant for Christ's sake. We need your dollars to be spent on these advertisers. And besides that, we need you to send me those dollars. You know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Fuck those advertisers. Send me the money instead. I need the money. I can't go ahead and try to hide that fact anymore. Send me the cash. But also buy, buy the stuff they just tried to sell you with their... I'm sure it's some glow-in-the-dark hat. I mean, I have no idea who sponsors our fucking shows. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're lovely. Uh, and and don't, don't they just make you want to go ahead and buy something that you've never bought before? Oh, what's this, a bottle opener that also doubles as a dog collar? Yes, I'm going to buy this instantly. I know my St. Bernard needs to know he can open bottles at any given time. I will never own a St. Bernard. Please know this. I don't want a sloppy dog. I like the idea of a dog. I love the idea of a dog, but it's going to be a tiny dog. I might go Jack Russell. Boston terrier is the dream. It'll be a terrier no matter what. I'm not going to get some sloppy dog who fucking drools. Like I know like uh they were saying like women like big dogs to have. I don't know if they just feel safer cuz they got a big dog or whatever. And guys want a big dog to be in their truck and then they go hunt or whatever the fuck. Like Paul Bunyan. I don't it's not for me. I don't want a big dog. Give me a small tiny dog, a little purse dog. I'm I'm thrilled. I want a little pie. like I said a little pal, a guy who just fucking rides on my shoulder like a parrot. Not like those uh evil fucking cockatoos who made the bat fall into the coolash god damn it all right uh all right the misfit toys co-op exists did you know this let's do plugs well first of all before we get into the plug plugs talk about sponsors, right? Should we talk about our sponsors? Not just the great sponsors who sponsor of the entire Misfit Toys Co-op, who you just heard from, uh, but I have an individual sponsor. I got a sponsor who sponsors this show by himself. Is uh well, I'm, well, him and his whole compound, him him and everybody at his headquarters, him and Dana Unicorn. It's our good friend Fearful Jesuit at the Paranoid Strain Podcast. He and Dana Unicorn sponsor this show, and oh dude, I couldn't bring it to you if it wasn't for them for their efforts. Uh, they run the paranoid strain podcast and right now you can go download it and uh, it's paranoid strain conspiracy number five. Now I'll tell you this, if you go to the iTunes store, you go to download this, it's going to say paranoid strain conspiracy number four. And, uh, that in itself is a conspiracy because if you look before that episode, it also says paranoid strain conspiracy number four. So there's a conspiracy theory within these conspiracy theory shows because there are two Episode four. So now, look. I don't know if that's an oversight by Jesuit. I don't know if it's a wink and a nod to conspiracy theories themselves. But I can tell you right now, paranoid strain conspiracy number no. five exists. It's the one you should download. And look, you should download all of them and listen to all of them if you haven't. Uh, and also, please remember, this is part five. The one you're downloading now. This is part five. So if you listen to it out of uh, out of context, you'll get the gist. But it still might be a little confusing. You want to go all the way back to one, one, two, three, four, and five. That's what you want. You want the fist. With the whole goddamn conspiracy theory fist, you can't just start with the thumb. Uh, but I suppose you can. If you want to do that, go ahead and do it. It's 30 minutes out of your life. You'll love it. It's fantastic. You know who's on it? Motherfucking Dr. Spence. He shows up again. Uh, you'll hear about high hubris. You'll hear about relentless ardor. You'll wonder if the Templars really had a treasure. Did they? Could they? Could they have been bamboozling everybody? Could they have been fooling everyone? Uh you'll learn you'll hear more about fantasists, you'll learn more about hospitalars. Uh you'll learn about England and Scotland and Italy. Uh Itically. I was gonna say basically, and I said Italy. How England, Scotland, and Italy just basically rolled their eyes at France. Like France is doing a bunch of dumb shit, and England, Scotland, and Italy are like, whatever, French. Uh you know what I learned from the show? I learned that the Pope is way too involved in politics, which I wouldn't think. You'd normally think that a guy who just ran a whole bunch of Catholics would be like, you know what, man, let's just cool out and stay on our own and not try to influence the globe. No, this Pope is kind of handsy. This Pope gets right in there, buddy. He's got both hands in your tunic frisking you and looking for a fucking bankroll to steal. I don't care for it. Uh, I did learn this, though, apparently, and I did not know that the Templars are in Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't know if it's which one they're in, but but uh, Jesuit made reference to the fact that the Templars are in Assassin's Creed. Now, I have Assassin's Creed, but I haven't played it yet it's on a long list of the games you know it's it's actually right after i finish blowjob simulator i will probably step into this assassin's creed i i It was on the list and it was top of the list. There was no doubt I was going to be playing Assassin's Creed. But once Succubus Cafe became on my radar, I said, you know what? Take a back seat there, Assassin's Creed. I've got to go rail some chick named Nikki whose eyes are a color I can change in the middle of fucking her. Why wouldn't I do that? Hey, I fucked your eyes blue. Uh, See, that's the appeal of this game. Remember, I was like, I don't know what it is. Like, I guess you pretend that you're having sex with them. But if you can say, hey, man, I just fucked your eyes blue. That's fucking gorgeous. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh... And I tell you this, you know what? Somebody, this is what happened to David Bowie. Somebody was fucking him in that game and then they quit halfway through. So he's that's why, that's what happened to him. Uh, so the Templars were in Assassin's Creed. Once I finish Blowjob Simulator, I will absolutely step up and find that out. Uh, you'll hear about good magic versus black magic. Uh, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, what a good magic, black magic? I, I'm confused. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to give it away because I want to. Well, no, I don't. There's one key element that makes black magic, black magic, and good magic, good magic. What's the difference? A consonant. That's all I'll say. You'll hear it yourselves. Uh, you'll hear about an ox-drawn haywain. You'll hear about D. Malay's curse. Uh, did I mention an ox-drawn haywain? I think I did. I, it just—I don't even—I imagine writing that down. I had to write that down. An ox, because that leaped right out at me, and I said, "All right, here comes an ox-drawn haywain." Uh, you'll hear that, uh, the, the curse of Oak Island, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, there's some guy who heckles a, at a guillotine, which makes no sense to me at all. There's like a, a, a decapitation. Somebody winds up at a, uh, at a guillotine and someone screams out, you are avenged, which means essentially they're a guillotine heckler, which I don't care for. You'll hear about the sword brothers of Livonia. Uh, you'll hear about booby-trapped flood tunnels, magnificent hairpieces, the Mexican drug war, uh, caballeros, templarios. Uh, of course, they have an inevitable manifesto that you'll hear about. Uh, a sure sign of our times as well uh, is, is when, get this, or he's explaining a situation, and this this totally sounds like 2021 in a nutshell. A virulent racist rejecting a Facebook request from a mass murderer because he didn't like the look of them. That's that's a button on this episode that you'll never forget. Uh, that is 2021 in a nutshell. And that is the Paranoid Strain Conspiracy. Number five episode available right now in the iTunes store. Get all five of them and listen in order or just listen to five and go. I love this. And then go back and listen to one, two, three, four, five or get this. Listen to five, four, three, two, one. And then it sounds like fucking Jesuit is putting the conspiracy theories back in the bottle. Why not? Listen to it Backwards do whatever you got to do, but get it on your radar screen right now. Leave a review in the iTunes store. Uh, tell them you love the show. You love him. Want to send him an email? You can. Here's the email address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Send him a note. Tell him you love him. Tell him you love me. Tell him you love shows. Tell him you love Dana. We all love Dana. Dana's, Dana's just head and shoulders above everybody, right? With her, uh, I don't know. It sounds like her tongue is in handcuffs when she tries to talk half the time. But there's nothing more attractive than that. Right. Don't you love it? Oh, you your tongue tied. I love it. Your tongue is a prisoner of that face. Uh, and that's exactly what you want to do. You want to make your tongue a prisoner of your face. And uh she's ahead of the curve on that. So please download the Paranoid Strain podcast. Hell, subscribe to the Paranoid Strain podcast available right now in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast space. I think it's on Spotify and wherever else podcasts are. Go ahead and get it now. Listen, why not? Get off my dick. What are you? I got to tell you fucking nine times. The Misfit Toys Co-op exists while you're over there browsing for Paranoid Strain. There's other shows you should get like Let Me Watch Your Movie With You with Jonah Ray and where he goes door to door, not unlike the Kuwaiti uh, uh, COVID testers. They go door to door with a thing and they jam it in your face. Well, Jonah Ray, let me watch your movie with you. I'm Jonah Ray. And then he jabs a Q-tip up your fucking nose. It's perfect. So uh, that's a podcast you need to tune in. You got to get Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson. You got to get the Todd Glass show with our friend Todd. No fun with Jen Kirkman. She does an amazing job all over uh, every platform you could possibly imagine. And of course, never not funny. Our great friends, Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, along with Elliot Hockberg, Hockberg, Hockberg and Garen. He you know, he doesn't even get a last name anymore. He's like fucking share Garen. Go get, check it out now. The Misfit Toys Co-op. Never Not Funny. Doug Loves Movies. The Todd Glass Show. No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray and me, the 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. I don't know why i What if I advertise my show on here? Hey, you guys like podcasts? Uh, you like guys talking? And a microphone with a ceiling fan buzzing behind him and making you wonder what that noise is. Well, I'm the show for you. Hey, have you ever thought to yourself, man, I want to hear a, a show that could possibly by interrupted, be interrupted by noise at all times because he's not in a plexiglass box. That's me. You want to hire me for stuff? I think you should. Cameo exists. Did you know this? Yes, it does. Cameo is out there. It's lurking. It's waiting. It wants you to go ahead and hire me while well, Father's Day is coming up. And what better thing to do than hire a guy who'd never had a father to talk to your father? Oh, we're gonna have so much to talk about. Hey, do you get drunk? That's what I'll say to him. Because that's my experience with my dad. Hey, did you ever try to break your wife's arm? That's what I'll do when I'll ask him, just why not hire me? This is the thing your dad needs to talk about. Although I gotta I must say now, as a disclaimer, if I ask your father if you ever tried to break your mom's arm and he says yes, I am not responsible for the fallout. I look all I do is get to the bottom of things. I can't tell you about what's going to happen. If it it, it changes your relationship with your father, if your wife no longer wants, to, or your mom no longer wants to speak to him, uh, I can't take any credit for any of that. I'm just asking questions. That's what I do. I'm, I'm the cameo detective. What if I was? Oh, Jesus Christ. What if I, you know what? I'm not getting hired by cameo. Maybe I need to do that. I need a fucking trench coat and a fedora. That's what I need to do in a fucking magnifying glass. What if I was the fucking McGruff the crime dog of fucking cameo? And I just grilled the guy like he was. Big. You know what? That's the move. You hire me for cameo and it's just me and a bare light bulb. And I ask you a bunch of questions about a murder. <laughs> Any murder. I don't even care what it was. I don't even suspect you in that murder. I'll ask you a bunch of fucking questions about that chick who died in an alley in New York and nobody called the cops even though they heard her through their windows. Remember that chick? What was her name? Patty Lapone? No, Patty Lapone is a fucking Broadway chick. Why did that pop into my head? I don't know. Whatever, but be prepared. Hire me for cameo and I'll grill the fuck out of your dad for father's day and see what he was doing on the night of Wednesday, February 11th. Uh, and anything else you want me to ask him about? You want me to ask him about your fucked up childhood? I can do that. How weird would that be? Uh, dad, here's my buddy, Mike. He's got some questions for you. Hey man, why the fuck were you bowling every night that my buddy needed help with his homework? See, that's the thing I can get for you on cameo. It's only 20 bucks. What the fuck that's worth it. Isn't it worth $20 five to the people at cameo and 15 to me? to make your dad extremely uncomfortable on his day and it is his day even more than his birthday who cares that he came flying out of your grandma's vagina one of these other days father's day is all about him i'm glad i put that image in your head don't don't think that right now i'm not thinking about every single one of your grandmas with their fucking ankles in the air squeezing your dad out of their fucking cock highway and then they're just like yeah here we go and this guy's gonna have a kid that's gonna like mike schmidt someday isn't that great Feel free to call pussies cock highways from now on if you want, because I don't know why that came flying out of my mouth, but I'm proud of it. I'm going to stand by it. Uh, All right. So cameo, your mom's your mom's hairy slip and slide. How about that? Let's go that. That's a better thing. Is that better than cock highway? What's the new thing for pussy? You like cock highway or you like hairy slip and slide? Which one do you enjoy better? Now I tell you this, hairy slip and slide only works when it's your grandma giving birth to your dad. And that's a very specific uh, time to use it. That's the only, that's the only time that phrase is effective for the, for the vagina is when you're talking about your grandmother giving birth to your father, not even like your, your maternal grandmother giving birth to your mother. Those ladies are saints. Let's not drag them into this filth. However, Your grandma on your dad's side at one point, and I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable, she had her feet in the stirrups and your dad's head poked out of her hairy slip and slide. Take that image and run with it. Think of it on Father's Day when you and your dad are outside sharing a a whale's penis IPA or whatever the fuck they name these weird beers. Just go get that. A fucking ridiculous beer in your yard with your dad and just think of his head popping out of your grandma's hairy slip and slide. Take that and run with it. Uh, That's a lot of take that and run with it's in this show. All right. So hire me for cameo. This is some of the stuff you'll get. Isn't this exactly what you're looking for in a stranger in a, on, a, on a phone message? Of course it is. Like, let me, let me put it this way. If a bill collector called you and he started talking about your grandma's pussy, wouldn't you be like, I got to pay this bill? Because you don't want that fucking guy calling you back. You're like, this is terrifying. Fuck this politeness and this excuse me when I speak to the man of the house nonsense. If you launch into a diatribe about somebody's grandma's vagina, the second they pick up the phone, they will absolutely pay that credit card bill. You will never have a fucking late charge in your life if you know that there's an army of phone bankers in India poised to talk to you in clipped accent about your grandmother's fucking hoo-ha. You want that to happen? And that's right. I called it a hoo-ha. I changed it. I pivoted because I think Harry Slip and Slide has been overused. I myself i am responsible for the overusing of Harry Slip and Slide and we pivoted to fucking uh, uh, stubbly hoo-ha. Let's go that route. All right. Hire me for Cameo. I promise not to do any of this, but you should hire me anyway. It's, uh, it's 20 bucks, five to them, 15 to me. And they're dude, they're billionaires. Like I, I know this guy too. That's the thing. I know the guy who runs cameo tangentially. I've spoken with him, but, uh, but my buddy is the one who got me on there. Cause they're never going to fucking hire me. I'm a nobody. Right. But at the, in the beginning they needed bodies. So they got me on board because my friend, Bob knows the guy who runs cameo and put me in contact with him. We went back and forth and we've had an email exchange and now that dude, that dude wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire. That's how much money they make now. Cameo. What a fucking brilliant idea. What if I got a bunch of fucking like celebrities and used to be celebrities to call people? What a fuck? It's just... Why didn't I think of that? Remember when I invented Uber on this show like year two? That was fucking awesome. I, t- I just said if you just took your car around and picked people up at the bus stop and drove them home, you'd make bank because nobody wants to get on the fucking filthy bus. It was a great idea. And then along came... Uh, I forget that guy's name. Who knows? He's a jagoff. He's got a billion dollars. And then look, all I have to say is a billion dollars. Jagoff is implied. If you got a billion dollars, Jagoff is completely implied. Nobody has to think to themselves, "Oh, I wonder if that guy's a jagoff." No, clearly, absolutely a fucking jagoff. So hire me for cameo. I will do uh, none of these things. But again, I'm happy to go talk to your dad and wish him a happy Father's Day and tell him how much he likes crab boils and beer. Let's do it. Uh, what else do I have to tell you about? We've got channels, we've got the podcast, we've got, uh, oh, you know what? You can send me money on PayPal. If you're sending me money, why not go to Mike Schmidt in the upper right hand corner of every page, you're going to see a little horn boy. It says donate. If you click on that and send me money, now look, here's the deal. You can send me a one-time payment, which I absolutely appreciate. You can also set up a monthly payment, which I will completely appreciate as well. An equal amount of appreciation will be doled out for either one of the paths you choose. But make sure you choose a path. You click on the horn boy, the little donate button. You, you give me a one-time deal like our friend Hannah did. Our friend Hannah sent me $30 for tacos. We were streaming on Twitch. And she's like, hey, if you win a game, she was because uh, uh, Ahmad was playing Tekken. And she's like, if Ahmad wins with Chloe or whoever the fuck, I'll send you guys money for tacos. And then she sent me a ridiculous amount of money for tacos. I don't know how many tacos she thinks I'm eating, but good for her. Uh, she's lovely, and I'm so happy she did that. Uh, she was here in America for a long time. Now she went back to England, but uh, but I, I was very happy to see her, even if it was just seeing her uh, words typed out from America. They look different. If you're typing in Europe, completely different. There's like an umlaut, uh, but in America you type stuff and it's fantastic. All right. Uh, So what you want to do is go to PayPal, Mike Schmidt comedy.com uh, in the upper right hand corner, you click on the donate and you give us a, either a monthly donation or an individual donation. And also <clears throat> there's a Patreon page. What? Yes, there is. There's a patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. You can go there and become a patron of this show and do cool things and, and, and send, uh, Send me money every month for doing this show and other things. And is there stuff in the pipeline? There is. Have I have I? Let's put it this way: Has me telling you there's stuff in the pipeline been in the pipeline? It has been. You've heard it. I have brought I've, from the pipeline. I've directly brought you tell uh, uh, phrases telling you that things are in the pipeline. But I can tell you now that things are definitely in the pipeline because the foreman of the pipeline is in town from Kuwait, and he is here to pull a lever and get the oil rolling through. Ah, oh, things are about to air. You know what? I'm going to say this. It's going to say three words. and It's going to describe it to you and you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a gusher. Uh, that's probably a lie, but I just wanted to say gusher, but still, uh, our good friend Ahmad is here and he's going to go ahead and help us out. We're trying to get Patreon squared away and YouTube and all sorts of different things. As I've said, he's already solved the steam conundrum and introduced me to blowjob simulator. This is a perfect move. This is, this is a man who gets things done. He said, "Here's a way to stream Steam games," and I said, "Wait a minute, is that a disembodied wood grain cock?" And he said, "I'm going home." And then there was a SWAT team and wouldn't let him in his house. But still, we're glad he did it. Uh, so he's here to help me out with YouTube and Patreon. I can assure you of this: never at any point will there be a disembodied wood grain cock on Patreon. But you said, but you should still become a member. Why? Why am I saying it like you should still, as if that were something that? We, what if that was a selling point? I'll tell you what: do you do you guys want to see a disembodied wood grain cock on Patreon? Cause I can arrange that and then you'll be happy to be a patron. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. You can go ahead and send me the dough and it makes me very happy. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Uh, and also we've got channels. Did you know we've got channels? We do. We've got youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Again, the pipeline, a gusher. We're trying to learn it. I'm trying to learn it. I'm, I'm here. My Mr. Miyagi has arrived from Kuwait. He's going to go ahead and show me how to paint the floor and sand the fence. No, paint the fence and sand the floor. You know what? That's my problem. I've been painting the floor and sanding the fence this entire time. So thank God this man has come in via Kuwaiti Airlines and joined me. And he's going to go ahead and show me what's what. Because I need to know what's what, ladies and gentlemen. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and become a, a person who goes ahead and is a follower of that channel. And uh, there's old podcasts on there. And I, don't, I hate saying old podcasts. Uh, all the podcasts are on there. How about that? I don't want to say old, but they're all on there and, uh, and you can check those out. They're fantabulous and wonderful. And then there will be eventually, uh, perhaps me eating potato chips. Oh, don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see me doing all the low hanging fruit on YouTube? I'll bet you do. I'm going to hit the desk several times. Uh, and I can only hope you'll join me at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. And also. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And there's all sorts of new stuff coming to that. There'll be a schedule posted every week where you'll be able to see what I'm what I'm going to be twitching on what particular day. So you can pop in and see whatever games you like or enjoy or just pop in and have fun. Uh, There's a marbles game that we're going to play. That's totally fun. Uh, What are we doing among us? All right, hold on. The schedule's being pulled up and I'll be telling you exactly what's going on, when I can tell you when it's going on. But here's the thing. If you go join, if you subscribe or follow at twitch.tv slash the forty year old boy, you'll always know what we're doing because I'm gonna be posting it on there. Uh, but it's twitch.tv slash the forty year old boy. I'm streaming Monday through Friday. Uh, we will occasionally work in a weekend show. We're going to start working in some later shows for you people in Europe who I know you can't stay up as late or get up as early. So we will figure out a way to do that. <clears throat> but the Twitch channel is about to come, uh, alive, I guess is the way I would describe it. We're going to be there doing all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, we this marbles game is free. Like, check this out. Here's the marbles game. Uh, we stream marbles. You guys are in the stream. You're in the chat and you all pick a marble. And then I get to call play-by-play and the marbles are rolling and we decide who wins. Well, we don't decide who wins. The finish line does. But still, uh, that's how it works. So we're playing the marbles game. And I know you're thinking to yourself, that sounds awful. It doesn't, really. It's going to be fun. And then also, there's the game I just mentioned called Among Us, which is when? June 4th. 4th, Friday, right? June 4th. Friday, June 4th at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Friday, June 4th, we will be playing Among Us, which is... uh, which was popular six weeks ago, and I'm now I'm nothing if not behind on every trend, but I'm happy to play Among Us with you, the the listener, the person. Follow me at uh, Twitch.tv/slash Forty Year Old Boy. Subscribe if you would, that'd be great, and you can be part of the Among Us festival on June Fourth, Friday, where we uh, somebody gets killed and we got to figure it out, and then somebody is sus. I'm looking forward to learning it as much as you are, although you guys are probably burned out on it by now. But I'm going to play it and it's going to be totally fun Friday, June 4th, which is next week. Uh, Will you hear Will you hear me hype it on another podcast? You will before then, uh, because it's Thursday and we're back on a Thursday schedule. Look at us. Uh, But we're here next Thursday. Nope. Nope. Friday, June 4th for Among Us on the Twitch stream. And in the interval, we'll be playing some Persona, which is a game from Japan. We might be playing some Raspberry Pi games. Again, we'll post the schedule. You'll see what we're playing. And then you can visit us and decide whether you want to hang out. Oh, that's a lie. Of course you want to hang out. Why wouldn't you want to hang out with me at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy? mod's there. You know what? One of the things we did stream was mod playing Tekken and I just did like play by play and talk to people in the chat stream, which was totally fun because mod is extremely good at Tekken. And then people get in the stream and they're like, hey man, why don't you play with the psycho clown or whatever the fuck or the homicide guy? And then he plays with guys he's never played with and yet he still wins. Why? Because he's one of the top 10 Tekken players in the world. I call it pekin. I just he, well no that's not a lie. You are one of the top 10 pekin players in the world, but you are not one of the top 10 Tekken players in the world. But he's extremely good at Tekken. He uses a Jaguar guy. Uh, and then will it, but if you're in the stream, you can go, "Hey man, try to win with this person," and he will. And then if he does, then there's a prize? No, there's not. But still, you get the satisfaction of picking out his fighter, which everybody everybody needs to do. Go ahead and pick out his fighter. He played Tekken the other night. I was watching fucking NBA playoffs and he's playing Tekken on on uh, Against people in the world—that's the thing. You can, when you play, you're attached online, so you can play anybody. Now, yeah, all right. So here's this is how I am. I'm an old man. I want everybody to love everybody. I just want everybody to be pals and friends. I think it's a great idea. It makes me think of when I was a kid, and we'd all go play strat all night long at my buddy's house, or we'd play in television hockey, which made the noise. Err. I've talked about it before, but dude. Ahmad is playing Tekken, and he's playing some kid. Well, no, he's playing a guy. We don't know who the fuck he's playing. You can't see the person. You just see their name, and their name is always something like, you know, Firecock. You know what I mean? They've always got some ridiculous name where they try to intimidate you. Badge of Flames. Okay. So Ahmad is playing this guy, and he's whipping this guy's ass. He's he's probably winning 75% of the time. But they keep rematching, which is great to watch. So then I came over. I was, like, I was watching the game, and I'm like, are you still playing that dude? So I came over, and I sat with him. And he's using his Jaguar guy, and he's fucking this guy up. And this guy's using a little uh, uh, Chun-Li Japanese fighter who's got knives. She's jumping around. And like I said, Ahmad is tuning this kid up. I don't know if he's a kid, it could be a man, could be it could have been a fucking bear in a, in an enclosed thing in a zoo they taught to play Tekken. We have no idea. But Ahmad's fucking him up. But then the guys the guys spamming buttons and he's winning, he's landing some shots. I said he's winning about 25-30% of the time. So uh but the thing I loved about it was I'm like, "Look, man, here's a mod. He's from Kuwait. But he's here in America." And he's found a guy, because when we when we were in Japan, he played guys in Korea, he played guys in Japan. Here, the other day, he played a guy from Japan. Uh, uh, but in America, you usually find a lot of American people or Canadians. So I just thought it was so cool. For me, I was like, wow, this is a Kuwaiti dude in America, and he's matched up with another guy who might be on the other side of the country. This dude could have been in Connecticut, and we're in California, but we're brought together by the internet and the love of this game. And they played for over an hour. And it put me in the mind of, like I said, when I was a kid, we'd hang out you'd be drinking sodas, you'd be eating pizza, you'd be playing video games and laughing or fucking around like a sleepover. You know what I mean? I just, it just felt, I was like really moved in a strange way. Cause again, with the pandemic, we've all been locked up. We've been behind walls and doors and to know that he could still be behind walls and doors, but in a different place from where he lives and he could connect with someone here for over an hour and have fun. I thought it was great. So he finally plays, the guy beats him once, and then the guy leaves after, like, oh, I mean, it might have been an hour and 20 minutes of them playing against one another. So I was like, oh, it's a bummer that the guy split, you know, but the way I looked at him, like, maybe the guy's got to go get, he's got to go get more Rice Krispies treats and light another fucking bong. I don't know, whatever the fuck he's doing, but it was fun. And then, so he goes into the gym and he's practicing and then he's online waiting for another fighter. And then a message appears on the screen and the message basically says oh man, you keep doing all that fucking grabbing shit. I would have fucked you up if I was playing one of my main characters. But good luck, scrub. Good luck, you're no no better than me or whatever the fuck. And and I was so mad. Like I was so pissed at this fucking message this kid sent from across America to my friend from Kuwait who's here visiting and on vacation. You were having a good time. You were pals and friends. There was no reason for you to lash out like that. And so Ahmad goes, I'm gonna answer this kid. And he just wrote, and this made me laugh, get good scrub but he wrote get like g-i-t and good g-u-d scrub and just sent it to the guy and then and i laughed but also i was more sad that they were having a fight and then this new dude then wrote back and he's like i wasn't even playing my main character you know good luck man you're not even as good as me and blah 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 you're ranked below me and just and i was like who the fuck and it, it it really did In the moment, because, again, like I said, I had romanticized the idea of people connecting from all over the world to have fun and play this game, especially in the midst of what had been an unbelievable 14 months of none of us being able to fucking communicate at all. And this dude goes ahead and drops a fucking shitty message. on, And then also it felt like an invasion because it was on my computer. Like, I don't know you. It's like when somebody knocks on your door and says a mean thing. Like, I told you, that's what the Internet is like. If you get a shitty email or whatever, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck? Why would you reach out? Why would you say a bad thing? But then I just wrote him back. Wasn't my main character either. LOL. And Then the guy's like blocked. And I'm like, holy fuck, here was a fun moment. Here was a couple of guys enjoying pizza, even though there was no pizza, enjoying soda, even though there was no soda, enjoying camaraderie, even though there was no camaraderie. But they were together on the internet and I was feeling part of it. I was like, this is a great thing. And then out of nowhere, it blew up in my face. And I know that's on me. I know that's because I went ahead and I put so much into it where I was thinking, oh my God, these guys are friends and we're all together and let's cross boundaries and countries and all of us can be pals and won't it be great when the germ goes away and we can go out and visit one another again and let's hug. I just wanted to hug this strange kid. I don't know who the fuck he is and now he blocked me. A second ago, we were having a fun sleepover with soda and pizza, and now the Internet showed up. And it's never good when the fucking Internet shows up, because the Internet comes in. It's like the guy at the sleepover who, like, puts your hand in water, even though he thinks he's going to make you piss, but you're really not going to. And then he eats the last piece of pizza, and then he's just a fucking shit heel and he, like, pisses in your soda or whatever the fuck. And he tries to go through your mom's underwear, drawer to fire, fucking vibrator. See, I don't like the Internet. The Internet comes to town and fucks everything up. If the Internet would just fucking know its fucking place, then you'd be fine Podcast Podcast, Podcast.